I didn't think there'd be vampires on campus. We must have been at about 40,000 feet when it happened. <gasps> what was that? You are the Slayer. One girl in all the world. Did anybody say that? Yeah. Guess what? I feel better. Guys, where are we? Pat, sometimes your eyebrows look like Charlie Chaplin eyebrows. You've already told me this <laughs> on the podcast before, and I still don't know quite what that means, but I will take that as a compliment. So thank you. You're welcome. I appreciate your comment about my Charlie Chaplin eyebrows. Yeah. How's it going? <laughs> it's going pretty good. Yeah. Welcome back to a normal episode, everybody, of Kicking and Streaming. Yes. Welcome. Hello. I'm Sammy. And I'm Pat, and this is the podcast where we force each other to watch TV shows. Yes, and I am forcing Pat to watch Buffy the Vampire Slayer, my favorite show of all time. And I'm forcing Sammy to watch Lost, one of the only TV shows that I watched most of the way through. I didn't even finish (laughs) it, but hey, you know, what you gonna do? (laughs) Because you're a movie guy. I'm a movie guy, and this show is the closest form to a movie that I could find, so... So what we do here on this podcast, if you're new... (laughs) This is like the first time we've ever podcasted. (laughs) We're just going to keep figuring out our intro. Yeah. (laughs) Is that uh, we watch an episode of each. For the most part, that's that's a normal episode flow. Sometimes we watch two of one show. Sometimes one of one show. Yeah, whatever we Um, feel like. We don't care, you know? Well, there's no strategy. Oh, there is? There is a strategy. (laughs) We watch more Buffy double or single episodes because there's more Buffy episodes than Lost. So we just didn't want to get to the end and have 23 episodes of Buffy. Imagine that podcast. Imagine. Oh, jeez. There's too many of those already. We decided last episode to watch the two-part, kind of three-part, I guess, season finale of the first season of Lost. But we watched the last two episodes. Yeah, Exodus part two and part three, which aired on the same night. We watched them back to back and podcasted about such. Boy, that was a good time. Yeah. What a season finale. Wow. Lost, man. It's always good. I got to say, I got to say, say. I am not happy Uh that. This episode of Buffy went up against the season premiere right. of Lost. We because can talk about that a little more at the end. Okay. But you think it might lose? We'll, well see. Um, that's yeah. what that's what we call in the biz a teaser. A teaser <laughs> for the end of the show. You got to stick around, you know, yeah. to hear which show wins and loses. Right. Because we're so, totally keeping tally, and it matters. Dave keeps asking me, he's like, are you keeping tally? And I'm like, no. He's like, you should. So you can like, you know, update people. And I was like, <laughs> So we yeah. can tally them all up. So I'm going to have to go back and listen to all of them and tally them all up because I know you're not going to do that. What? what? I could totally. No, I'm not going to do that. I know you're not. <laughs> <laughs> Good call. <laughs> it's okay. You have other skills. I do? Yeah, I... like editing the podcast. Oh, that's right. That's, I do do that's that. That's a pretty big thing yeah that's a big thing mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. so cool. so that's that's what that's what we do here on Kicking yeah that's what we do i mean how many people are actually clicking in for the first episode they're watching this one i don't episode know episode 27 weird. if you are go werewolf. back to the beginning you know <laughs> hey what 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 i said i 
Anyway, what'd you do? T- <laughs> How's it going, Pat? What'd you do today? Ah, uh, what did I do today? Well, I got something very exciting today. Hmm. Uh, I got a vaccination. Oh, <laughs> I got mine a couple weeks ago. You I don't know did. if I said it on the podcast, but I did. No. Yeah, it was uh, it was quite an ordeal. I'm not a fan of needles. I don't Me like neither. medical things to begin with, but. I was kind of excited for this site. I was kind of pumped when I got the confirmation because the mass vaccination site was on a runway. Oh, right. And I made the joke. I was like, is it like a catwalk? And I said, are you going to pat walk on the catwalk? And you're like, no, it's like an airplane runway. And I was like, that makes a lot more sense. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What kind of runway would open a mass vaccination site? I don't site? know. I mean, yeah. they're not doing events right now anyway, probably. So. Right. Yeah. You know, why not make use of the space? Right. So it was a drive through thing. Got to drive all the way through. And uh, yeah, it's what you expect. You get a vaccination in your arm and then hopefully you don't catch this uh, uh, virus that's going around. <laughs> so drive through That's interesting. Did you yeah. have to like pull over for the 15 minutes after? They have you like in a line. It's all very well organized. They put a thing on top of the roof of the car and they mm-hmm. um, write the time on it that you got the vaccination and then Mm -hmm. you line up like at the end of the runway when you leave and then they make sure that you're waiting 15 minutes and then they just check on you to make sure that you're good to go and then you're like yep good to go and they let you go so you're actually on a runway you're on this runway yeah which i thought it was a parking lot next to it and when i was actually on the runway i was like get out of town oh man it's like top gun you know I was like yeah. Maverick, getting ready to fly high in my F-16 Raptor. You know sure, what I'm saying? Sure, I know what that is. Yeah, I know. Do some barrel rolls and get a vaccination. Cool. <laughs> yeah, it's almost That's, the same. Doesn't seem like <laughs> something that should go hand in hand. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. So that was my day. How's Very everything going exciting. with you? Uh, I had a similarly exciting day. Did you? I babysat like a mm. real baby. I haven't well, done that in a long time. A real baby. A real ba- baby. <laughs> I can't say baby without saying it baby anymore. I know. I can, I always have such a hard time trying to say anything like Moira. I can't do it either. I can't. Dave and I have tried so It seems hard. so easy when ba- she does ba- it. Ba- but she just has this. <laughs> she's just magnificent. John. What are you doing with that baby? See, I can't do it. It like turns no. into something else. I know. Me neither. Yeah. It's one of the accents that are is very hard. I don't even know what kind of accent it is. Mid-Atlantic? I think it's just a crazy made up. Like that's what's so fun about it is that it's just like you have no idea what it is. Because <laughs> right. she just like cobbled a bunch of different things together. <laughs> right. It's just an old school actress sort of old Hollywood affectation. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So I um I watched my bebe. friend Mish's bebe today. Mm-hmm. And she's very cute. And you sent me. We had we were going back and forth on because you told me to watch Thriller. Then I sent you a video, a music video from Crazy Ex Girlfriend that had Patton Oswalt in it. That's yeah. sort of like a Thriller esque. And then yeah. you sent me one back. Right. That was. I don't know what that was. I like think it's a like a Bollywood. Bo- yeah, it's like a Bollywood thriller? take on Thriller, and you can, you can look it up if you just type in like Thriller Bollywood into yeah. uh, YouTube, and this this uh, video will come up, and it's called Gore Ma, and it's very fun. 
It's, it's so very, good. So I was watching that while I was babysitting. Yeah. And I sent you a video of the baby dancing along with it. <laughs> yeah. She had her arms going and everything. How can you she not? was super into it. It's a real toe tapper, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Any language you put thriller into. Yeah. It's just good And then stuff. also this weekend, um, I sent you another video of my my dad, Dave's dad, and Dave all moving the woodshed. Oh, that's using right. Using some lost raft techniques. Right. They so like I said, we were gonna do. You put put them on some logs. Yeah. You put this this shed, this woodshed, as yes. if it were the raft from Lost. Yes. And you rolled it upon these logs. Yeah. And it looked like it was uh, working pretty successfully. It worked pretty well. Yeah. yeah. My and my dad, like my dad, has watched Lost. Yeah. Now he's finished it, and he was like, "This is just like Lost." And I'm like, <laughs> "I know. That's where we got the idea." Right. Yeah. <laughs> so that was pretty fun. Um, that's and great. one other update I have for you is that mm-hmm. today, the day we're recording, yeah, um, is my friend Ellen. Uh, who is a loyal listener. It's her birthday, so shout out to, to oh, Ellen. Oh, happy birthday, Ellen. She was, um, she and I have known each other for a long, long time, um, but we became really good friends in middle school, and she was also a big Buffy fan. Awesome. So That's great. Um, yeah, so she's been listening. And also, my friend Eleanor's birthday. So I have an Boy. Eleanor and Ellen. Crazy. Very cool. Yeah, so... She doesn't listen, though, but that's okay. Ah, well, no happy birthday to Eleanor. Just Ellen. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's what's been going on today. And Cool. So exciting. Both our since, lives. Just, since just we last podcasted. So exciting. I mean, where does the fun end in our lives, you know? Rolling, rolling sheds on logs, watching babies and getting vaccinations bebes. on runways. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Woo! It's a party every day out here. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well. Well. Anyways. Shall we get into Buffy? Let's get into Buffy. Speaking of parties. I'm so excited to be back at it with Buffy. This episode, I honestly don't know how many times I've watched in the past month. Oh, right. You said last episode (laughs) that you watched, you skipped ahead to watch this one. I already watched it. Yeah. And I had watched it like... I don't know, a few weeks ago before, too. Jeez, why do you love this one so much? Just the Oz stuff? Okay, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. All right. So uh, we are watching this week, Buffy, season two, episode 15, Phases. Phases. Original air date, January 27th, 1998. And this is episode 27. How about that? Wow, too funny. Too funny. (laughs) This was written by Rob Deshotel and Dean Batali. And directed by Bruce Seth Green. Is it? Do you think it's weird when Seth Green walks on set and Bruce Seth Green is there? And he's yeah, like, they have how, to ma- like, how many jokes? Who? How many jokes do they make about their names? Yeah, they're probably like, hey, hey. <laughs> what's up? I'm hey. Seth Green. You're Bruce Seth Green. Isn't that too funny? And they're like, yeah, cool. Yeah, All right, get get okay. into yeah, get places. into character now. Yeah, let, let's go to one. Okay, we're okay. gonna start at the top of the script. Yeah. Yeah. Probably. <laughs> Probably that's exactly what it's like. It's exactly the interaction. It's <laughs> <laughs> so exciting. All right, okay. so I'm going to recap your predictions. All uh, right. So last episode, so again, we didn't watch a Buffy 
in the last episode right. of we're this podcast. Right, we're going two back. So going we're going back two to back, episode 25. Episode 25. Mm-hmm. You said that the blue demon guy, the judge, is not coming back. He's lost to the ether. Bye-bye, judge. Bye-bye, judge. Bye-bye, judge. You also said the angel is going to stay a meanie for a while, and he'll come back to regular angel at the end of the season. Yep. Um, and then a few episodes before that, I pulled another episode or another prediction that I thought was relevant to this episode. In episode 20, you said every character, even Oz, is going to become some sort of baddie or demon or temporary vampire at some point. Well, would you look at that? Would you look at that? Mm, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So this episode opens at Sunnydale High. Oz is looking in the trophy case, and he's mesmerized by the cheerleading trophy whose eyes seem to follow him wherever he goes. I love this. I was like, yes, I forget her name. Do you remember her name? Lisa? Tina? Shelly? Priscilla? Fonda? Jennifer? All of these are great guesses. Sarah? Sally? Samantha? That's Bewitched. Percy. Percy? What? That's Harry Potter. Pleasance. What? (laughs) (laughs) I I ran through all the common names. I ran through all the common names. I gotta I gotta branch out. You know, I gotta get creative. Pleasance, yeah. You never met a Pleasance? (laughs) No. (laughs) Um I don't know why I can't think of her name right now. Yeah. The daughter is Amy. Oh, right, Amy. I can't think of her mom's Chelsea. name. Chelsea. I have to look it up now because this is really going to bother me. Christina. No, but just keep guessing. Tilly. Fenwelda. <laughs> <laughs> what? That sounds like a really good uh, witch name. Lutanda. Fenwilda. Fenwilda. Get out of here. Catherine. Catherine. I was so close. Catherine the Great, they called her. That's right. Yes. Yeah, so, I should have remembered that. So yeah, Catherine the Great <laughs> is in the trophy case. Yes. And uh, I remember at the, the end of that episode, her eyes were moving. Yep. Spookily. Yeah. I think yeah. you made a prediction too about her coming back. Yeah. That'd be great if she came back at some point. Yeah. So they have not acknowledged that until this episode. Yeah. And it's just really fun that like Oz is... You know, he's like now introduced into this world and now he's picking up on all of these things. Yeah. But they don't know where she went. Right. None of them know. Right. Yeah. They so thought she's just lost the ether. Yeah. She's just in the trophy. Like the big blue guy, Smurf. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, yeah, he's mesmerized by this trophy whose eyes follow him as he moves. And he tells Willow this when she approaches him. She asks if he liked the movie they saw last night, and he tells her, I don't know. Today's movies are kind of like popcorn. You know, you forget about them as soon as they're done. I do remember I liked the popcorn, though. Yeah. See, Pat, man Mm -hmm. after my own heart. Yeah. Loves the popcorn, okay? (laughs) Loves the popcorn. (laughs) I'm a simple simple lady. (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, a lot of people love the popcorn. Yeah, and as I was uh, watching this, I was like, oh, I really want popcorn. But I was re-watching this while I was at my friend's house, and I went through her cabinets to see if she had, like, microwave popcorn or something. Couldn't find any, so I had to wait until I got home to oh, have popcorn. Man. Yeah, to quench that hankering, huh? Yeah, because with, with me, if I get a craving for popcorn, 
and needs to be satisfied. <laughs> it's all over until you get it's the popcorn. It's not like that with everything, but with popcorn, yeah, I got to have it. It's well, don't talk problem. about it too much. You might need it again. No, I had a lot today. So <laughs> you had a lot? You got your good. fill? All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> good. So Willow agrees. She says she also liked spending time with him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then there's like this awkwardness uh, and Willow doesn't really know what else to say. So when she sees Buffy, she just runs after her. She's like, there's my friend and I will go to her. <laughs> she just kind of <laughs> takes off. <laughs> yeah. I, I made the um, the observation that, that Willow and Oz are almost equally as awkward. They share a lot of awkwardness. And when they get together, sometimes it's a little too awkward. <laughs> well, but I think Oz is okay with silence. Yeah. So and I don't Willow's know that not. it's so much awkwardness on his side. He's just yeah. kind of like, yeah, like, you know, he's comfortable I'm, I'm with, cool it. with this. Yeah, yeah. Like he's a man of few words. Yeah. And Willow is like, oh my God, I need to like, I, you know, she's feels like fill she has all this pressure on her to like fill the silence and like yeah. keep him interested, you know? Mm-hmm. But he doesn't care about any of that. He He's likes her. He's just too cool. He's such a cool he guy. He likes her and for his guitar. her. <laughs> Not because she has can talk about a lot. Oh, that's that's bad. Just that's cut okay. that. That's okay. No, that's just it's always write, just cut that right out. Mm-hmm. It's always what? It's always that bad? No, it's it's always that good. That's what <sighs> I was gonna say. Okay, that let's great. just move on. Okay. So the meaty pirate guy. <laughs> meaty. The guy that I called meaty and you laughed yeah. at me about it from the <laughs> Halloween episode shows up and he's super pervy. Oh, telling Larry, Larry, it's the same guy, huh? Same guy. I didn't put that. He together. was the pirate guy. Yeah, it makes sense. Yeah. I didn't put it together though. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so he tells us that he wants in on that Buffy Willow action. Ugh. Yeah. Okay. Gross. And then he knocks a girl's books out of her hands saying, and then like she goes to like pick them up and he goes, thank you, thigh master. Ugh, yeah. so gross. How is this kid not getting expelled? Because it's the 90s and you just I don't got know. away with stuff back he's then. Just gro- he's a gross jock as we learn. So, you know, <clears throat> you get away jock. with shit when you're a jock. Oh, okay. So the girl leaves disgusted, and then Larry teases Oz some more about dating a junior, and he asks how far he's gotten. Yeah. So this is that typical male again, talk that we've that you and again, I have. This is <laughs> only in before. movies. Yeah, yeah, this is not something that ever occurred in my lifetime. Yeah. Um. Again, it did occur to me. So right. Okay. So I guess and it I does threw occur. Milk at that guy just did not occur to me. Hmm. Yeah. Um, we cut to Willow telling Buffy, so, uh, so Larry asks Oz how far he's gotten. And then we cut to Willow telling Buffy nowhere. I mean, he said he was going to wait until I was ready, but I'm ready. Honest. I'm good to go here. And Buffy says, well, I think it's nice that he's not just being an animal. Willow agrees, but says she wants some smoochies. Yeah. She doesn't want to be the only girl in school without a real boyfriend, Mm -hmm. which of course is a foot in mouth kind of moment because you know buffy's dealing with the whole angel going bad thing right um so she unintentionally upsets buffy and then buffy says she'd feel a lot better if she willow and xander could do that sharing our misery thing tonight and willow says great i'll give xander a call what's his number oh yeah 1-800 i'm dating a skanky hoe Oh. And Buffy goes, meow. <laughs> <laughs> and Willow says, really? 
thanks. I've never gotten a meow before. Yeah, that was woof. Willow. That was woof or was it meow? Meow. <laughs> meow. Meow. You ow. Willow wonders what Xander sees in Cordelia as we cut to Xander wondering what Willow sees in Oz. Right. As See, this was, uh, this was a prediction of mine. Yep. That's that Xander true. would eventually start to become a little bit jealous yes. of Willow and Oz's relationship. Yes. And, and realize, hmm, maybe I do want her. That's right. That was one of your predictions. Yep. I should have pulled that one again. Coming I, fe- to I fruition. feel like I've talked about it a couple of times, but I didn't pull it in here. Yeah. It's okay. You can never talk about it too many times when I am right about a prediction. You know, oh, just bring it sure. up all the time. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay, so Xander's making out with Cordelia, and Cordelia yells at him for interrupting their makeout sesh with thoughts of Buffy and Willow. Cordelia says, look around. We're in my daddy's car. It's just the two of us. There's a beautiful, big, full moon outside tonight. It doesn't Uh get more romantic than this. So shut up. (laughs) They start. (laughs) You said that funny. Shut up. Shut up. I was trying to be Cordelia. You were channeling Cordelia. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So they start making out again, and then we cut to outside the car. The camera pulls away, and we see a large, hairy beast from behind watching Uh-oh. them make out. Wolves growls menacingly. Yeah. What did you think it was, Pat? A werewolf. Okay. Cool. Immediately. Immediately. Yeah. So, real quick aside, because this is going to keep coming up. Okay. There was a Mystery Science Theater 3000 that I saw years and years ago. It was from an old, junky 80s sci-fi movie about werewolves. Yeah. And the actress in it, she said, werewolves, werewolves? And <laughs> they kept they kept talking about werewolves. <laughs> and oh, so boy. now whenever I hear werewolves, I hear werewolves. It's so much fun. <laughs> So look it up. Mystery Science Theater 3000 Werewolves. It's fantastic. (laughs) Oh, that is Just had to get that out of the way because I'm going to keep saying werewolf. Okay, great. And you got to know where it comes from. I'm so excited about that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Great. Werewolf. (laughs) So back, we uh, we cut to the intro and then back from the intro, we're in Cordy's car. Again, she's making out with Xander, but he thinks he hears something. And then Cordelia's annoyed again. She's like, you haven't been here all night. But he's right because then a hairy arm punches through the top of her convertible. Cordelia screams and like fumbles with her keys. She drops them. She tries to, you know, get them back. And then she finally manages to get them into the ignition and starts the car, guns it backwards. She's good at this. Yeah, she's really good at this. She's got to practice. (laughs) Guns it backwards, slams on the brakes. And then the beast like rolls off of the car. <laughs> the beast. <laughs> the beast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he rolls off the car and into a tree. Cordelia speeds away. And then at school the next day, Buffy inspects the hole in the roof and asks, are you sure it was a werewolf? Xander says, well. Werewolf? Oh, Jesus. Well, let's see. Uh, six feet tall, claws, big old snout in the middle of his face like a wolf. Uh, Yeah. I'm sticking with my first guess. Yeah. And Oz says, seems wise. Mm -hmm. Giles joins them holding a newspaper and informs the group that there were a number of other attacks by a wild dog around town. Several animal carcasses were found mutilated. Yuck. 
And Willow says, you mean like bunnies and stuff? No, don't tell me. (laughs) And Oz (laughs) says, oh, don't worry. I mean, they might not look it, but bunnies can really take care of themselves. Oh, Oz. He's lying to her. Put a pin in that, Patrick. He's lying. Put a pin in that, okay? (laughs) Okay, I'm putting a pin in it. Put a a pin in that. He's he's lying to Willow as if she's like a (laughs) five-year-old. Mm, I don't know. That's oh, what bunnies I would never get eaten there, sweetheart. They just hop away <laughs> into lady. their little bunny holes, and uh, no wolves ever eat them. Mm-mm. Uh, I don't know. Haven't you ever seen Monty Python and the Holy Grail? Oh, right. Okay, the that killer bunny. bunny. The yeah. killer bunny of Antioch. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good. It's one of the best scenes ever. I know. <laughs> First time Look I saw that. Look at the bones. That's <laughs> <laughs> uh, fantastic. I think we've talked about that scene on the podcast before. Probably. I don't know. It's a phenomenal scene, and I will bring up, I will bring up uh, Monty Python and the Holy Grail as much as I can. Oh, it's such a classic, legendary, formative, formative legendary movie film. for me. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, so good. Anyway. Anywho. (laughs) Giles tells them that no people were hurt. No people were hurt. And Mm -hmm. he suspects the werewolf will be back at the next full moon. Makes sense. And Willow says that tonight is the full moon. And because last night was the night before the full moon. And so Giles says, meaning the accepted legend that werewolves only prowl during a full moon might be erroneous. And he gets very giddy about having to do some research. He says, yes, I must admit I am intrigued. Werewolves. It's one of the classics. I'm sure my books and I are in for a fascinating afternoon. And he leaves. (laughs) And Buffy says that he needs to get a pet. All right. Calm down there, Giles. <laughs> They're just books. And I don't know. I'd be pretty excited, too. Would you? About werewolves? Oh, yeah. 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 Some some classic stuff, you yeah. know? It's fun. It is fun. All these legends about werewolves? Come on now. Yeah. It's good stuff. We cut to the Sunnydale High gym, and the gym teacher is preparing to teach a self-defense class. Finally. Yeah. Seems like a good idea. Buffy should uh, start her own side company where she teaches people how to self-defend. She should. Yeah. That could be a prediction if you'd like. Nope, it's not because it's most ridiculous. You can't have like a whole town of people who know how to defend themselves. Why not? Because you got a slayer. It's got to stay in business, you know? She doesn't get paid for it. What I mean is for the show, you know, Mm. she's got to... She's got to keep slaying. If other people people can fend for themselves, yeah. But do you think there if, goes her job? Do you think that if you or I could defend ourselves, that we would have been able to bring down the judge? Me, yes. He still needed a rocket launcher to take him down. Yeah, but me and the judge square up. <laughs> judge going down, bro. With what? <laughs> Whatever I got, you know. No weapon forged, Pat. No, I don't need them, all right? My fists ain't forged nowhere except for real life in the streets. So I you go right up to that in your judge. Womb? And I take him down. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, I tough talk him real good, too. I yeah, say, but if you touch hey, him, he'll burn the humanity out of you. That's okay. I don't have much of that left, anywho. So I'll just look <laughs> up at him. <laughs> I'll say, hey, you up there? Because he's like six foot something, obviously, yeah. and I'm five foot nothing, you know? Yeah. And I'll be like, hey, you hey, come down hey, to m- my level here, and then I'll jump on his back. Yeah, and I'll uh-huh. just kind of do him a, give him a little cha-cha-cha-cha on both sides of his 
neck, you know, he'll hate that. Mm. And then he'll just leave town because he's like, I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well. Okay. Sure. That definitely holds up. See, that's how we get it done on the streets. <laughs> Buffy quietly suggests to Willow that an even better idea would be moving off the Hellmouth. Yeah. Which is also fair. Yeah. Um, Oz tucks a tag back inside Willow's sweater, and then Xander says, "Hey, buddy, this is a public forum here." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so Xander he's calls getting him out. Jelly. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely getting jelly. Uh, the gym teacher tells everyone to get into their assigned groups, and Xander notices Larry's arm is all bandaged up and asks, "What happened?" Larry says, "Oh, last week some huge dog jumped out of the bushes and bit me. Thirty-nine stitches. They ought to shoot those strays." Yeah. And Oz, who comes up next to Larry, says, I've been there, man. And he holds up his finger with a Band-Aid on it. My cousin Jordy just got his grown-up teeth in. Does not like to be tickled. Jordy bit me. Jordy bit me. <laughs> it hurts and it's still hurting, Jordy. Never, never going to get old either. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, Larry approaches Teresa, a brunette student who's doing some stretches, and says, Teresa! Be still my shorts. We're what? in the same group. I may have to attack you. What does yeah, that Larry mean? is a per be what? still my shorts, Pat. What does that mean? What happens when you have a pants tent? <laughs> what? <laughs> really? That's, That's what he's what talking this is about. about. Be still my shorts? It sounds like yeah. Shakespeare to me. I didn't know it was be still uh, double my entendre. Shorts. Yeah. I mean, be still my shorts. You think that Shakespeare was saying, be still my shorts? Yeah, I don't know. I thought it was more like a put down, like, eat my shorts. No. Be still he my shorts. Like, he was talking yeah. about an erection. Boners. <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. <laughs> uh, anyway, he says, I may have to attack you. Um, but she says there, there's more people in their group, including Buffy. Hmm. And Willow pulls Buffy aside and reminds her that she's supposed to be a meek little girly girl like the rest of us. Buffy right, because she can't show off fun. her superpowers? Right. Okay. The gym teacher talks them through what they should do if attacked from behind. And lucky Buffy, she gets to try this out with Larry. Yeah, because Larry pretends, is a creeper. Yeah. So she pretends to like struggle against his arm. Yeah. And, uh, but he gets a little too excited <laughs> this was and too handsy and he <laughs> grabs her butt real hard. He like she, slaps it. Yeah. yeah. And so she flips him over onto the mats. Yeah. Gives him an old fling. Yeah. Cause Buffy is no meek little girly girly. Right. She ain't having any of that sass. Larry, no. be still mm -hmm. your shorts, sir. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to be still now. Yeah. <laughs> On the mat. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Later in the library, Giles is using a globe to inform the Scoobies about the moon's impact on our psyche. <laughs> he says, while there's absolutely no scientific explanation for lunar effect on the human psyche, the phases of the moon do seem to exert a great deal of psychological influence. And the full moon is, seems to bring out our darkest qualities. And Xander says, and yet ironically led to the invention of the moon pie. And Giles loses it. <laughs> he loves it. it. He, he loves, loves the it. joke. He gets the joke and he loves it. I yeah. love this scene He's like, so ha, much. Ha, ha, yeah, yeah. Moon pie. Ha, ha, ha. And he, he just like it. keeps laughing. Yeah. 
Um, but then he gets some looks from Buffy and Willow and he just like, <clears throat> you see, the werewolf is such a potent extreme <laughs> representation of our inborn animalist, animalistic yeah. traits that it emerges for three full consecutive nights, the full yeah. moon and the two nights surrounding it. Yeah, I would have so. egged him on a little bit more. I've been like, hey, come on, Giles. We were having a good time with the moon pie joke. Don't go back to fuddy but Xander, duddy. Xander is so used to just like being put down. <laughs> Right. They, yeah. They're all just like, what is happening right now? Why is he getting an audience from Giles? Yeah. Uh, so Giles says it acts on pure instinct, no conscious, uh, predatory and aggressive. And Buffy says, in other words, you're typical male. Xander says, on behalf of my gender, hey. No. Giles says, yes, let's not jump to any conclusions. And Buffy says, I didn't jump. I took a tiny step and their conclusions were. And I have said that. Are there female werewolves? Don't know. Hmm. Never seen one. So Giles tells her it could be a wolf woman okay. or anyone. <laughs> Does that answer your question? <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> I love when that happens. That has happened multiple times on this podcast yeah, yeah, where you're yeah. like, Does blah, blah, blah. And then yeah. I'm like, Well, I don't know. And then uh, the next the sentence question. I say yep. answers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah could be a wolf woman or anyone who's bitten by a werewolf but they shouldn't use silver bullets to bring down the werewolf because it's still a human most of the time right they don't want and, to kill the werewolf and one that may not be aware of their condition i am not going to be able to handle you saying that this whole what? episode werewolf <laughs> <laughs> we cut to that night at lover's lane which is the makeout spot of sunnydale that's mm-hmm. where uh uh, Xander and Cordy were. I'm always jealous that in movies and shows that the lover's lane always has a very nice lookout somewhere. Like on, Yeah, on t- well, that's why you go. Atop that's a mountain. That's why it's lover's lane. You know what lover's lane <laughs> was uh, for us kids in the backwoods of Massachusetts? Uh, what, like a dumpster? Like Yeah, the dumpster next to a dumpster in McDonald's or backwoods in uh, f- uh, the forest somewhere, you know, where there's no street lights. <laughs> yeah. Kind of takes the romance out of it, you know? Yeah. We have no glimmering, beautiful uh, nightscape to look down upon. <laughs> it's so to tough of... growing up. <laughs> <laughs> trying to think of what, uh, I mean, I don't know. I guess I wasn't, I was mostly making out at like <laughs> my boyfriend's house. You yeah, know? like a normal person. Yeah, like a normal person. Yeah. I did it in a church parking lot once. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. How about Are we keeping that? that in the podcast? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> wow. All right. You know, got to do what you got to do. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> uh, anyway, Lover's Lane. <laughs> Giles <laughs> asked Buffy if she's seen anything, but she's only picked up on some hot goss. Some guy cheating on his girlfriend by making out with another girl. And Giles, of course, is not interested in this. <laughs> And suggests that they knock on some windows to ask if anyone's seen anything. And Buffy gives him a look and she's like, Giles, no one's seen anything. Because obviously they're too busy making out. Well, Oh, that's true. Subtext. I was going to say, if they had run away screaming in terror or driving away, then they would have seen something. Right. Yeah. True. But the other thing They probably wouldn't have stuck around. Right. Yeah. So then they head in opposite directions to keep looking for the werewolf and Buffy gets stuck, gets caught in a booby trap. A booby trap? Yeah. That's what I said. That's what I said. (laughs) (laughs) She gets hoisted into the air by a net as below her, a hunter points a scoped 
double barrel shotgun at her and says, gotcha. Yeah. And then after a commercial break, the hunter is surprised to find a young woman in his trap. And mm. Buffy yells for Giles, who runs into the scene, then throws his arms into the air when the hunter aims his gun at him. Giles demands to know who this guy is and what he's doing. And the hunter says, the name's Kane. I'm the one with the gun, which mean I, means I'm the one who gets to do the interviewing. Kane? Yeah, Kane. Okay, I didn't catch his name. Kane. Kane. They call me Candy Kane. C-A-I-N. these parts. Oh, okay. So that sounds like a little more Sugar menacing. Sugar Kane. <laughs> it's still C-A-N-E. <laughs> I know, that's why it's funny. <laughs> oh boy i don't think this guy is, sh- is any kind of sugary nah, cane. he's anything but sweet this guy yeah buffy has to be let down and kane obliges and then he makes a pervy remark about why he thinks buffy and giles are at lover's lane yeah and buffy well, I mean, calls him he's jumping to conclusions this one well you know he took a tiny step and their conclusions were kane you actually believe he said that no, I can't. <laughs> <laughs> Buffy calls him repulsive brain and then tells him that they're hunting werewolves, which makes werewolves. him laugh. And yeah. he says, uh, it's funny thinking about you two catching one. I mean, this guy looks like he's auditioning to be a librarian. Be a librarian. <laughs> and you, well, you're a girl. Right. Then he commits the mortal sin of calling Buffy sweetheart. Or little lady. both equally terrible and he tells her that he's torn a tooth from every werewolf he's slain gesturing at his fang necklace fangless fangless nah it doesn't work he just (laughs) needs one more to make it an even dozen (laughs) yeah (laughs) he says he just needs one more to make it an even dozen because that that counts for something because that counts for something you see all these teeth on my necklace listen i'm trying to go after dozen (laughs) because 11 werewolf teeth not impressive but well you know he's trying to he's trying to like woo another werewolf hunter and she's like bitch come at me when you got a dozen of these around your neck okay a werewolf huntress yeah she's like you know what i'm not interested until you have that don't impress me much (laughs) (laughs) exactly she goes full shania twain on him yeah uh so then he says that he hunts werewolves because their pelts sell for a pretty penny in sri lanka and he doesn't give a werewolf's patootie that they're human 28 days out of the month wait Hmm? what so hold up okay (laughs) i didn't catch this on the show so the pelt Yes. Sells for a lot of money in Sri Lanka. Yes. This pelt changes 28 days out of the month? No, it probably doesn't. (laughs) It doesn't. Or it does. I don't know. Whatever you're into. These are the questions I have about werewolf pelts (laughs) is... I would assume that they don't transform once, you know, they've been Oh, right. The teeth would transform too. Right. It just just becomes becomes human human teeth. teeth. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like what's that guy so proud of his necklace for he just keeps all his teeth around his they neck. call me the tooth fairy <laughs> hi my name is kane the tooth fairy <laughs> this guy's off his rocker no they become real sharp werewolf teeth three days out of the month you don't even know these you are don't. werewolf 
<laughs> goes running away. Where's I'm my the lady, okay? <laughs> okay, buddy. She's not impressed till I have an even dozen. I don't impress her much. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I think that answers my so, question. So werewolf pelt. Yeah, so he's yeah. hunting them for the pelts. And they stay and, werewolf pelts. And they're like, you, it doesn't matter to you that they're human 28 days out of the month? And he's like, that's why I only hunt them the other three. Right, right. And they're like, oh, shit. I thought they were talking about just the pelt, but it, he, they're talking about the humans yes. who become werewolves. Werewolves. Yes. yes. Yeah. Kane tells them that werewolves are suckers for that whole sexual heat thing and asks if they know where else it might be if it's not there at Lover's Lane. Mm. Buffy says that she doesn't, but she's just being sneaky, Pat, because she got an idea. She got an idea? The bronze? Yeah. Kane yeah. leaves and Buffy tells Giles, I think I know where to look. We just have to make it there before mine furrier. <laughs> mine furrier. That's Love funny. It. Yeah. <laughs> it's good stuff. Ugh, beautiful. Okay. Then we cut to Teresa walking down a street alone. She hears something, so she stops to look around. But then she keeps going when she doesn't see anything. Then she hears some rustling again, then a growl, and she starts to run. And before you know it, she bumps into Angelus. Yeah. And he's twirling a little daisy, looking super innocent and sweet and nice. Yeah. And he asks if she knows Buffy. And Teresa, thinking that she's found someone that she can be safe around, who knows Buffy. With an angelic face. With an angelic face, twirling a little daisy, Mm -hmm. you know. She takes him up on his offer to escort her home. And at the bronze, Cordelia is complaining to Willow about how Xander only talks about her and Buffy. Want to read some lines with me here? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Is this something we're going to do all the time now? Yeah, I think so. We had so. so much fun with it we, last we, episode. You know, it was such a blast. We were so successful at it. <laughs> yeah. So right. I'm going to be Willow. Uh-huh. And then you're going to be Cordelia. Perfect fit for me. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, He's so busy looking around at everything he doesn't have, he doesn't even realize what he does have. Well, he should at least realize that you have Oz. Hmm. I'm not so sure I do. Oz and I are in some sort of holding pattern, except without the holding or anything else. What's he waiting for? What's his problem? Ugh, ugh, that's right. He's a guy. Yeah, him and Xander, guys. Who do they think they are? Couple of guys. <laughs> <laughs> I just Perfect. really love that. Yeah, <laughs> that, that uh, was fun. Dialogue between the two of them. Yeah. Uh, so then the werewolf chooses that moment to drop down on the table in front of them. And the girls and everyone else scatters. I love By the when way, the werewolf... I just want to say, yes. great job being Cordelia. Thank you. I think yeah. I really brought the truth on that scene. You really did. Yeah. And sorry, you were going to say about the werewolf? I was going to say, I love how when the werewolf shows up at the bronze, he lands there in the middle of everything. Yeah. <laughs> and he's just sort of still, he's like, like he doesn't know what to do. <laughs> like if you're really that thirsty for blood, like you're going to go to the nearest human to eat him. But he's like, he's looking left and right. He's like, which one do I eat? I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think he's like confused by all the commotion that happens. Yeah. Like he falls through and then everyone's like, bah! and like running around, like yeah. tables are flying, chairs are falling <laughs> over. So like, I think he's just like, whoa, what happened? Yeah. It made me laugh. He's like, left, right, left, right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Giles and Buffy roll up in the Gileopi. Uh-huh. 
<laughs> that was good. Boy, that one snuck up on me. I didn't see that one coming. Jialopi. Mm, that's good. Uh, and Willow runs out to tell Buffy the werewolf is inside. So the bronze is empty except for Buffy and the werewolf. Um, and there are chairs and tables and litter strewn about from the patrons' hasty exits. And litters? Litter. Oh, litter. Like trash. Yeah, just like yeah. trash. Yeah. Oh, okay. Gotcha. Um, is it litter, though, if it's inside? I don't know if it's litter. Okay, trash strewn oh. about. Okay. Just Thank making God. sure we're saying the right things, you know? Thank you. You're welcome. Sure. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Buffy looks around and then sees a shadow and follows it through two beaded curtains and then mm-hmm. onto the stage. She yeah. throws a chain around the werewolf's neck, but he tosses her over the drums, then escapes. And then moments later, Kane is admonishing her for letting it get away. He says, that's beautiful. This is what happens when a woman tries to do a man's job. No, oh, boy, this says, guy. Now you look here, Mr. Kane. <laughs> this girl risked her life trying to capture a beast that you haven't as yet been able to find. True. Kane goes, uh-huh. Daddy's doing a great job carrying her bag of milk bones. <laughs> this fucking man, guy, man. This, this is guy. like Sawyer, okay? This is yeah. Sawyer if he was a werewolf hunter. Werewolf hunter with teeth around his neck. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He says, you know, sis, if that thing out there harms anyone, it's going to be on your pretty little head. I hope you can live with that. Buffy so this says, is... well, keep going, keep going, okay. finish it up. <laughs> Buffy says, I live with that every day. Kane shakes his head and says, first they tell me I can't hunt an elephant for its ivory. Now I've got to deal with people for the ethical treatment of werewolves. And Giles says under his breath, Pillock, right, let's move out. And I always thought Giles said pelican here. Pelican? (laughs) Yeah, like he was calling Kane a pelican. (laughs) Pelican. (laughs) Never made sense to me, but I loved it. Uh, That's what I'm going to start calling you. You Just saying ridiculous things on the podcast and be like, you know what? Pelican. Listen here, pelican. (laughs) Listen here, pelican. I'm I'm going to keep that in my back pocket. I'll have that ready to fire when somebody acts up. Oh, yeah, please do. But he actually says pillock, (laughs) which is British slang for calling someone stupid. Oh, I like pelican better. I do too. Yeah. So Just any random animal that's like somewhat obscure. Yeah. That's a good one. Pelican. (laughs) So Buffy whips the werewolf with some chains, huh? Yes. Yeah. That That was pretty cool. Yep. <laughs> That's all you wanted to say about that? Well, then the werewolf goes running off, and it looks like he had a change of plans. Mm. Yeah. So he's got to find some other teenagers who want to link up. I know. This is, a, this is a soft episode for puns, so I'm really starting to reach, you know? Well, th- this thus began a chain of events. <laughs> there that, it is. <laughs> that yeah. led to the ultimate capture of the werewolf. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very nice. I d- thought you had another one. No, nah, I could only I can only link up two. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. British slang. Blah blah blah. Okay. In a loading dock area, we see Wolfie sniffing around, and the body of Teresa drops to the ground in front of him with vamp marks on her neck. Angel steps up to the body and the two beasts growl at each other. Then Angel (laughs) fades into the shadows and Wolfie is left curiously looking at Teresa. Wolfie. Wolfie. At Lover's Lane again, Buffy, seeing Giles' car empty, calls for him and he leaps up. He had been sleeping on the job. Huh. Hmm. 
sleeping on the stakeout. Yep. Stakeout. Stakeout. I guess not Makes really sense. a stakeout, but I mean, it's a stakeout, but it's not like a, it's not a double entendre stakeout. It's a stakeout, just not a stakeout. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> okay. Follow me. Yeah. I'm following you. All right. They both say they haven't seen anything. Then Buffy catches uh, the news on Giles's radio and turns it up. And the radio newscaster says, police say that the incident was apparently connected to the animal mutilation, which occurred two nights ago. The coroner's office has identified the body as that of Sunnydale High School student Teresa Klusmeyer, age 17. Giles assures her that they're going to get the werewolf. But it's nearly sunrise, so there isn't much that they can do tonight because the werewolf won't be a werewolf much longer. Mm-hmm. Then we cut to a beautiful sun rising over Sunnydale. Gorgeous. And the werewolf is passed out in the forest. Yeah. It starts to transform back into a human. And oh, jeepers. Oh, boy. Didn't see this coming. It's Oz. Oz is the werewolf. He sits up, looks very confused, and very pale. He's like yeah. reflective how pale he is. <laughs> yeah, some of us are pale. Yeah, I know. It's I am too. Um, and he looks around, and then he says simply, huh. 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 I think I would react a little differently than huh. Yeah, well, Oz is very, you know, very chill. He's very chill. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have what he's having. <laughs> it's werewolf bites. <laughs> oh, okay, I don't want that. <laughs> now we cut to Oz on the phone with his Aunt Maureen. He tells her that his boo-boo is healing, mm-hmm. and that's why he called. And because he's Oz, he just comes out and says it. Is Jordy a werewolf? Yeah. Uh-huh. I was like, wait, who's he talking to? Okay, it's his aunt. Yeah. Is... Is werewolves a thing in his family or no? We don't know. He's we don't just know. asking his Well, aunt. we know Jordy is. Okay. Because. So it's a thing then. It's a thing in his family. Well, we don't know if it's a thing in his family because Jordy could have been bitten by someone else. Okay. I mean, probably not if he's just getting his teeth in. Mm. Then maybe it's a hereditary thing, but okay. we only know that Jordy is a werewolf. All right. So, yeah, so he says, is Jordy a werewolf? Uh-huh. And how long has that been going on? We only hear his side of the conversation, obviously, because he's on the phone. Did you ever hear of Baby Jordy? No. It's a French pop star who is like a three-year-old. Oh. And he had a really big hit called It's So Tough to Be a Baby. What? <laughs> is this real? Yeah. yeah, it's real. You can look it up on YouTube. Is he Little a baby Jordy, werewolf? It's So Tough to Be a Baby. Okay, I'll look it up. Yeah, you can look it up. It's good stuff. Give me a lot of um. You put it in the show music notes. Music you know? video trivia. <laughs> I do. I give you <laughs> or like a lot of music video homework. <laughs> I give you assignments to check out. How come my it, assignments to you never stick? I don't know. How long have I been telling you to watch? You gotta make Thelma them more enticing. I mean, watch Thelma and Louise. It's great. Well, maybe I watched it this past week. How about that? <gasps> That's exciting. That's another, what they call in the business, teaser for the end of the episode. If you lie to me at the end of the episode, I'm going to be so mad at you. Well, you might want to find out at the end of the episode. Don't skip ahead. <laughs> Listen to the whole thing. <laughs> uh, okay. So anyway, he says, how long has that been going on? Uh-huh. What? 
no reason. Uh, thanks. Love to Uncle Ken. And then at school later that day, he's walking the halls in a daze, wrestling with this new identity. He reaches the library and stares at the door. And then inside the library, Buffy is upset that she let the werewolf get away, saying that she should have killed it when she had the chance. Oz enters and asks if anyone was bitten or scratched, but Buffy tells him the wolf got Teresa. And Oz says sort of questioningly, but there's really no way to tell who it is. And I want to do some more lines here. Yeah. All right. Who do I get to be? Uh, Do you want to be Xander and I will be Willow and Buffy? Uh, I guess so. Or do you want to be Willow and Buffy and I'll be Xander? No, I'll be Xander. Okay. but So okay. I'll start with Oz, okay? Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. But there's really no way to tell who it is. Oh, sure there is. Giles knows stuff, and I'm practically an expert on the subject. On account of once you were a hyena? I know what it's like to crave the taste of freshly killed meat and to be taken over by these uncontrollable urges. You said you didn't remember anything about that. <laughs> I said I didn't remember anything about that. Look, the point is, is I have an affinity with this thing. I can get inside of its head. I'm a big bad wolf, and I'm on the prowl. I'm sniffing, I'm snarling, I'm a slobbering predator. I'm, wait a second, it's right in front of us. He's looking directly at Oz. Yeah. Yeah, It's obvious who I am. I'm Larry. So, yeah, so Oz's eyes went, like, wide, thinking that he was going to accuse him. And then Oz is like, okay, he's thinking that it's Larry. The guy's practically got Wolf Boy stamped on his forehead. You got the dog bite. You got the aggression. Not to mention the excessive black hair. Back hair. (laughs) (laughs) The excessive back hair, yeah. And then Buffy says, and he was awfully gleeful about tormenting Teresa. So then Xander leaves to try to force a confession out of Larry. And Mm -hmm. Giles asks Willow to check the student files to see if anyone else matches the profile and tells Buffy that he may have an alternative if they can't figure out who it is before night. Willow asks Oz if he'd like to stay and help her research, but he says he's busy and he leaves, leaving Willow looking confused and hurt. And in the boys' locker room, Larry splashes water on his face and towels it off as Xander approaches. Here's the locker room again. It looks uh, less big. Looks like a normal-sized locker room this time. Really? Yeah. It's. I, I mean, like it looked, I thought it looked it's like probably a, just the angle of the room. Yeah. It's probably a studio locker room. Who knows? Probably. I want to do some lines again here. Do you want more to do Xander? Lines? Yeah. Well, okay. the, I mean, like these parts, it just makes more sense. Sure. Do you want to be be Xander or Larry? Oh, let me be Larry. Okay. So in the boys' locker room, Larry splashes water on his face, then towels it off as Xander approaches. Xander asks why he's so jumpy if he's hiding something. And so I'll start with Xander. Okay. I I know your secret, big guy. I know what you've been doing at night. You know, Harris, that nosy little nosy yours is going to get you into trouble someday. And he grabs Xander by the shirt. Like today. Hurting me isn't going to make this go away. People are still going to find out. All right. What do you want? Hush money? Is that what you're after? I don't want anything. I just want to help. What? You think you have a cure? No, it's just, I know what you're going through because I've been there. That's why I know you should talk about it. Yeah. That's easy for you to say. I mean, you're nobody. I've got a reputation here. Larry, please, before somebody else gets hurt. Look, 
If this gets out, it's over for me. I mean, forget about playing football. They'll run me out of this town. I mean, come on. How are people going to look at me after they find out I'm gay? Keep going. Oh, there's more? Yeah. Oh, wow. I said it. And it felt okay. I'm gay. I am gay. (laughs) I heard you the first time. (laughs) I can't believe it. It was almost easy. I never felt I could tell anyone. And then you, you of all people, you bring it out of me. It probably would have slipped out even if I wasn't here. No, no, because knowing you went through the same thing made it easier for me to admit it. The same thing? It's ironic. I mean, all those times I beat the crap out of you, it must have been because I recognized something in you that I didn't believe in myself. That I didn't want to believe about myself. Okay, well, you know. Larry, (laughs) no, I am not. Of course, of course not. Don't worry. I wouldn't do that to you. Your secret's safe with me. So he gives Xander a thumbs up smiles and then larry leaves the locker room and xander stares after him in disbelief yeah so not this was unexpected (laughs) yeah (laughs) i just love this scene and that's why i was like we just gotta we just gotta do the lines yep Um, that's a good one because xander is like very awkward by the end of this (laughs) yeah he didn't see that because he's like oh shit now he thinks that i walked into that one you know (laughs) Uh, in the library, Buffy asks Willow if anyone else fits the werewolf profile. And Willow werewolf. says, there is one name that keeps getting spit out. Aggressive behavior, run-ins with authorities, about a screen full of violent incidences. She's talking about Buffy here. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Buffy sees that Oz isn't around to help. And, and you know, she kind of goes back and forth with Will- Willow a little bit about, you know, she's like, he's like, she's like, I don't know. He's like giving me these signs and then, you know, not nah, whatever. And then she says, welcome to the mystery that is men. I think it goes something like they grow body hair. They lose all ability to tell you what they really think. And there are a few of these like kind of fun little references in here about Oz being a werewolf without them knowing about it yet. Yeah. Like Buffy saying earlier in the episode that it's nice that Oz isn't just being an animal. Oh, yeah. And hear about growing body hair. Oh, yeah. Look at so, this. Yeah, look at that. There's so much there on the page. Didn't even see it. <laughs> uh, Buffy suggests that Willow make the first move. And Willow says, well, that won't make me a slut. <laughs> so cute. <laughs> and Buffy says, so naive. I think- I think your reputation will remain intact. And it's so cute because she's saying this like while she's wearing these like adorable yellow fluffy like overalls. They're like corduroy overalls. Oh, yeah. And she's they like, wear that overalls won't make me a, a slut. They're they always do. wearing overalls. It was the 90s. So then they meet up with Xander in the hallway and Willow takes off to help Cordelia with her homework, which makes Xander nervous that they're spending so much time together. Buffy asks for an update on Larry and Xander becomes jumpy. He says, he's not the werewolf. Can we just leave it at that? Must you continue to push and push? (laughs) (laughs) And Buffy is upset that they're back at square boned and wishes that she could have saved Teresa. Then she realizes that the news reports didn't actually say that she was mauled. They just linked her to the werewolf attacks. So we cut to a funeral home. Teresa is laid out in a coffin with a scarf around her neck, which Buffy pulls back to reveal a nasty vamp bite. Mm. 
Buffy turns her back to Teresa to sign her guest book as Xander tries to reassure her. He says, Buffy, you can't blame yourself for every death that happens in Sunnydale. If it weren't for you, people'd be lined up five deep waiting to get themselves buried. Willow would be Robbie the Robot's love slave. I wouldn't even have a head and Teresa's a vampire. And we got one more to add to that list. Yeah. What? Teresa Uh, is a vampire? No, Oz being a werewolf. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But Willow would have already been dead by now is what he's saying. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Proceed. (laughs) Uh, Teresa hops out of the coffin and tussles with Buffy, knocking her to the floor. Buffy makes a makeshift stake from a wooden easel that was holding a flower wreath. She moves to stake Teresa, and then Teresa says, Angel senses love, which stuns Buffy. But Xander swoops in and uses the guest book easel to stake Teresa in a very (laughs) badass move. Woo! Yeah, Yeah, that was cool. This was very cool. Yeah. Buffy gets up whispering, Angel. And then she stands up and hugs Xander. They pull apart and their faces are close enough to kiss, but Buffy walks off. They have an almost kissy embrace. Yeah. Yeah. But Buffy walks off, leaving Xander to shake his head and say, oh, no, my life's not too complicated. (laughs) No, not at all. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a lot going on this week. Yeah. Uh, So then we cut to a camper van in the woods where Kane is making silver bullets. Then we see a quick shot of a full moon rising. And then Oz is dumping out an old dusty box of shackles (laughs) when there's knocking at his door. He's going to put one of his bullets in his cane burr. Oh. Yeah. It's not my greatest work. Mm. <laughs> no, that's not a very good one. That's okay. That's okay. That's okay. Ah, damn it. You beat me to it. <laughs> um, so there's a knock at his door. He tries to ignore it, but it's persistent. He opens the door to find Willow, breathless but determined. She starts pacing and tells him that she had something written down but didn't make any sense. Oz tries to interrupt and tell her that this isn't a good time, but she plows on. Um, And I'm going to do some more lines here. Okay. Okay, so I'll be Willow and you can be Oz. Okay. Unless you'd like to go the other way around. No, I'll be Oz. Okay. Uh, So Willow says, I mean, what am I supposed to think? First you buy me popcorn, and then you're all glad that I didn't get bit. And you put the tag back in my shirt. But I guess none of that means anything, because instead of looking up names with me, here you are all alone in your house doing nothing by yourself. Willow, we'll talk about this tomorrow, I promise. And he tries to, like, kind of take hold of her to lead her out, but she shakes him off. And she says, no, damn it, we'll talk about this now. So this is a, another great moment of Willow, like, standing her, her foot ground. Down. Yeah. <laughs> and she says, Buffy told me that sometimes what a girl makes has to be the first move. And now that I'm saying this, I'm starting to think that the written version sounded pretty good. But you know what I mean. I know. I know. It's me. I'm, I'm going through some changes. Well, welcome to the world. Things happen. Don't you think I'm going through a lot? Not like me. Oh, what? So now you're special? You're a special boy? And she sees the shackles with (laughs) chains chains and stuff? Why do you have chains and stuff? And then Oz doubles over in pain and hugs his chest. Willow, please. And he heads for the door. And then he says, get out of here. 
Yes. So he falls down, starts transforming behind the couch where Willow can't see. She walks toward him and he jumps up fully wolfed. <laughs> Are we still in scene? <laughs> no. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and this is one of the references yeah. that I was making when I told you that I watched Thriller yeah. and said that I've seen many werewolf transformations. Oh, right. And I was like, how many really werewolf gross. movies have she seen? I mean, clearly. Big fan. <laughs> yeah, big fan. There could be more werewolves in this uh, Buffy. There could. You could make a prediction too. about that if you'd like. Yeah. Uh, we'll see. Hmm. <laughs> Uh, Willow screams and runs out into the street, Wolf Oz chasing behind her. She jumps and pulls herself over a fence, then smashes Wolf Oz over the head with a trash can. (laughs) And (laughs) Kane's van rolls into the scene as he hears the werewolf howl. In the library, Giles is assembling a gun as Buffy walks in and tells him she just slayed Teresa. You know what I was thinking? What? I was thinking, well, Willow, now he really wants you. (laughs) Careful what you wish for. (laughs) Yikes. (laughs) Yikes. Not in the way you want it. Nope. Yeah. So then Buffy tells Giles that she slayed Teresa. Then we cut back to Willow, who's now running through the woods. Wolf Oz still chasing her. Yeah. She falls and then the wolf catches another scent and he sniffs the air, giving Willow (laughs) time to escape. Yeah. Back in the library, Giles checks the gun and grabs a dart. Buffy asks how they will find the werewolf, and on cue, Willow runs in and tells them that it's Oz. He he said he was going through all these changes, then he went through all these changes, she says. <laughs> yeah. They start to head out, but Willow grabs Giles, just like grabs him by like his jacket and is like, you're not going to kill Oz. Yeah, he's a werewolf, but he doesn't mean to be. And Giles says... I put an, I put enough phenobarbital in this thing to sink a small elephant. It should be enough for a large werewolf. Mm, and then we cut back to phenobarbital. Phenobarbital, yes. That's what I used to shave with. What? That doesn't seem like a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Barbasol. Uh, no, isn't Barbasol the stuff that barbers That's... use to like clean out their tools? What? Maybe. I'm sure I'm I don't think about so. That. No, it's like the whipped cream stuff you put on your face. Shaving cream. Yeah. Barbasol. I thought that Barbasol was also... Oh, Barbicide is what I'm thinking of. There you go. That's also when you kill people named Barbara. <laughs> 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 We're coming to get you, Barbara. We're going to commit Barbicide. And then when when Barbara gets too much sun, it's called Barbasol. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. (laughs) I got too much Barbasol. (laughs) I have tears in my eyes. I need to clear them out. (laughs) Uh, We cut back to Wolf Oz, who has found a pile of meat. Score. But Kane is... Yeah. It's expensive too. I know. Buy that pay, stop who's and paying shop? for all this meat? <laughs> I know. I think you could get like uh like uh you know, leftover um steak tips for probably like six ninety nine, but that slab of meat, that looks like that a real was like roaster. A bunch of chunks of that was probably like five, uh, six pounds of meat. Gigantic ribeye, yeah, probably run you about eighty bucks. Yeah. You know? It's what's funny about that is um Dave and I like stopped 
watching this episode and had like a whole conversation about <laughs> you guys do this a lot about the economics of werewolf oh my hunting god this sounds so dry and boring because <laughs> <laughs> we were like because he was like what does he do like why is he constantly hunting werewolves like what lifestyle does he have to maintain teeth dave with these pelts? he needs to finish the teeth necklace to yeah. woo the lady we have a whole backstory we made have up a whole for it ba- well i didn't have this backstory when okay. dave well, and i do. stopped to talk about it this is what this podcast is for yes because uh, <laughs> he's like why does he need to hunt all these pelts like he's like living out of a van you know mm. like and i was like maybe that's so he can continue living out of the van or maybe he's saving up all of his pelt money to buy a nice house and then he'll never have to work again or something yeah he's or a man he'll, of he'll only simple have to pleasures work every 10 years you yeah. know or this is just what he's moonlighting as you know moonlighting <laughs> oh Hey-o. look at that <laughs> yeah <laughs> Clearly, that's what he, you know, he could be accountant by day. Yeah. You know, and then at night, he goes werewolf hunting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, back to the meat pile. Okay. Uh, Wolf Oz finds the meat pile, but Kane is waiting nearby to shoot him. But then Buffy enters the scene and kicks Kane, wrestles the gun away from him, then knocks him out with it. But now she's got a werewolf to contend with. So he lifts her off her feet. And Giles aims to shoot Wolf Oz, but he can't get a good shot. Kind of like the the Jenny situation. Yeah. Um, <laughs> hey, big guy. What'd you hey, say? Big hey, guy. hot stuff. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. hey, big guy. <laughs> Buffy smashes Kane's rifle down on the werewolf, but then it drops her, swipes the gun from her hands, and shoves her into Giles and Willow. Willow grabs the gun and shoots Wolf Oz. <laughs> and I just wrote, good thing Jenny wasn't here. <laughs> You might have yeah. missed. Just shoot uh, Giles right in between the eyes. <laughs> the dart hits um, Wolf Oz in the chest. He roars and then staggers backward before falling over unconscious. And Willow says, I shot Oz. <laughs> I shot Oz. <laughs> uh, Buffy goes back over to get Kane's gun. And he comes to and says, no wonder this town's overrun with monsters. No one here is man enough to kill him. Buffy says, oh, I wouldn't be too sure of that. She fucking bends his gun. <laughs> yeah, right like in front the dark knight. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and she goes and then she like tosses it at him and tells him to let the door hit him in the ass on the way out of town. <laughs> oh man, he must feel like such a fool. Such a fool. You're a fool, Kane. Kane, Kane, Kane. <laughs> Kane of fools. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> oh boy um so then buffy bends down to where willow is crouched next to wolf oz and willow asks giles if he'll be okay he says he'll be a little sore in the morning but he'll be oz so at sunnydale high the next day xander wonders aloud to buffy how they're supposed to act around him that he'll never be able to look at him the same but buffy says that he's still a human being most of the time most of the time. And that's when Xander realizes that they are talking about two different people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So he, he is obviously talking about Larry, but he doesn't yeah. reveal that. Uh, and then we see one of Larry's jock friends knock the books out of a girl's hands and Larry picks them up for her. He's a and, sweetie now. Yeah. Now he's fine. Now that he's comfortable with his sexuality. Right. Uh, and then he approaches Xander and Buffy to thank Xander for what he did. Buffy asks what he did and Xander says that they should never talk about it larry thanks him again and walks off and buffy says that was weird and xander says what 
It's not okay for one guy to like another guy just because he happened to be in the locker room when absolutely nothing happened, and I thought I told you not to push. And Buffy says, all I meant is that he didn't try to look up my skirt. And Xander goes, oh, yeah, that's the weirdness. (laughs) (laughs) The weirdness. They do a lot of stuff in Buffy where they add ness or s to the end of most words. Yeah, they do do that. You know, they put A-G-E at the end of a lot of things. Yeah. Shelvage. That is true. Um, Buffy says that it must be the moon that it's certainly going to put a strain on Willow and Oz's relationship and Xander says what relationship I mean what life could they possibly have together we're talking obedience school paper training Oz is always in back <laughs> burying their things and that kind of breed can turn on its owner <laughs> Yeah. Buffy says I don't know I kind of see Oz as the loyal type could you uh, date a werewolf uh, yeah if it was Oz <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Seth Green? Yeah. If Dave was a werewolf? Yeah. Wow. Just gotta lock him up. Mm, that would really dampen my month every month. Eh, you just get used to it after a while. You gotta lock up your spouse? Yeah. Three days? Mm, okay. Something to ponder upon. <laughs> <laughs> I've already pondered upon it. I'm sure you have. Willow approaches Oz outside, sitting on a table again... Sitting yeah. on top of a table. No guitar? He, no guitar this time. Just air guitaring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bang, 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 bang. <laughs> he tells her, I spoke to Giles. He said I'll be okay. I just have to lock myself up around the full moon. Only he used more words than that. And a globe. <laughs> yeah. Willow says, I'm sorry about how all this ended up with me shooting you and all. And Oz says, it's okay. I'm sorry I almost ate you. <laughs> most ridiculous conversation ever (laughs) i know she says i kind of thought you would have told me i said i didn't know what to say i mean it's not every day you find out you're a werewolf that's fairly freaksome may take a couple of days getting used to (laughs) yeah they do they definitely do that yeah i don't even know what you call those words um i'm sure there's a term for it yeah i don't know it but i it's probably something that i do weed anise weed anise yeah probably Um, so Oz suggests that he stay out of Willow's way, but she says that she kind of likes him in her way. And she says, well, I like you. You're nice and you're funny and you don't smoke. And yeah, okay, werewolf, but that's not all the time. I mean, three days out of the month, I'm not that much fun to be around either. And Oz says, you are quite the human. Willow smiles and says, so I'd still, if you'd still. And Oz says, I'd still, I'd very still. I'd very still. (laughs) And Willow says, okay. And then she says, no biting, though. <laughs> Nas says, agreed. <laughs> it's good to draw the line somewhere. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. Willow walks off with a smile on her face, and Oz watches her go. Mm-hmm. And then he looks surprised because she's coming back, and she gives him a kiss right on the lips. Yeah, she rushes back. She takes charge. Yeah. She makes the move. And then he watches her go again yeah. with a smile, and he says, werewolf in love. <laughs> It made me laugh out loud. A werewolf in love. So cheesy. (laughs) I love it so much. Yeah. So this is one of my favorite episodes because like so much Oz. Right. You would call this episode Oz-some. Oz-some. Yeah, I Mm -hmm. would. Uh Uh-huh. Definitely. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. That's that's a good one, Pat. Thanks. I know you need that recognition. Yeah, I wrote it down and I didn't know where to use it. So I had to get it in before the end of the episode. (laughs) 
Um, and it's the real start of Oz and Willow's relationship. But also, Pat, because yeah. I have a hilarious story to go with this episode. I can't even imagine, but go ahead. Right at the end, when Willow says, three days out of the month, I'm not much fun to be around either. Mm-hmm. I vividly recall watching this episode with my dad. Yeah. I doubt that it was the first time that I watched it. It was probably at some, like, when it was, like, on as a rerun or I was watching a DVD or something. Okay. But... I was sitting on the couch in our living room and my dad was in the armchair like to the right of me. Mm-hmm. And when the episode ended, he said to me, do you know what she meant there? In a way that oh, sounded you're like... Oh, the talk. <laughs> in the, yeah, in the way that sounded like he was ready to explain it to me. And I had already gotten the talk by this point. Yeah. By, from my dad too. This is phase so two of the that's talk. That's the best. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and I like turned beet red and was like, yes, dad, I know what she means. <laughs> Don't talk to me about it, dad. <laughs> and like, that is the only memory that I have of my dad and I watching Buffy together. Really? Is this episode. I mean, maybe. Oh, that's funny. Because like, he didn't watch it with me when I was watching it. Li- yeah. When I was watching it like live, quote unquote, you know. Right, right. Um, This is the only that's time funny. that I remember watching it with him. Oh, that's fun. So hopefully he'll listen to this episode because. Yeah. Good memories. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So like it has a special place in my heart because of yeah. that embarrassing conversation I almost had with my dad. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. I have some trivia for you. Hit me with trivia. This is a fun one. You're going to love this one. Okay. Buckling up. The actor who plays Larry. Yes. His real name uh-huh. Is Larry? No, really. Get, Get out of town. <laughs> yes, it's Larry Bagby. And Bagby. 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 Bag- Bagby. Yeah, B A G B Y. Baby B. <laughs> Why are you saying it so many times? This <laughs> <laughs> is one of those words you just got to keep repeating, you know, yeah. until it sinks into your brain. Bagby. And he was in Hocus Pocus. Oh, who do you play in Hocus Pocus? He plays Ernie or Ice. The guy that stole Max's shoes in the beginning and then was in like the oh, he's one like of the cages. Type. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, typecasted. Yeah. Larry Bagby. Uh, Larry Bagby. Bagby. This is the first time Xander stakes a vampire unaided. I was wondering that myself. I was like, has he ever dusted anyone before? I'm not sure. He has, but, but this is the first time he did it without anybody's help. So the right. first time was when he dusted Jesse. But yeah. technically, somebody push, pushed Jesse into his Right, it was like stake. a mistake. Yeah. yeah. It was mistake. a mistake. Ew. Ew. Yeah. This dialogue was cut for time. During self-defense class, Xander says to Cordelia, be gentle with me, because like, they're partners. Yeah. And Cordelia says to Willow, you're first. I wouldn't want to be accused of taking your place in line. And Willow says, oh, I think you pushed your way to the front long before this cordelia Mm. says hey i can't help it if i get the spotlight just because some people blend into the background and willow says well maybe some people could see better if you weren't standing on the auction block shaking your wares Hmm. cordelia says sorry we haven't all perfected that phony girl next door bit and then willow says you could be the girl next door too if xander lived next to a brothel oh boy so I was like, I'm really glad they cut this dialogue. Me too. This is so petty. 
It's petty. It also just doesn't, uh, I don't think it matches Willow's character. It doesn't. I mean, like it, the it would 1-800. It more or somebody. Yeah. Like the 1-800 I'm dating a skanky hoe was yeah. funny because it was out of character, but also she was saying it to Buffy. She wasn't saying it to like Cordelia's Right. Face. It's different when you're coming at the person. Yeah. Know? And also she's helping Cordelia later in the episode with homework. So. Right. Just doesn't hmm. make sense. Yeah. Cut but it. I wanted to read it here. to you anyway. It's still fun, but just, you know. Yeah. And I have a few more fun Seth Green facts. Of course you do. Go to your <laughs> go to your well of Seth Green facts. Oh, crack that book. <laughs> this might be the last okay. fun Seth Green facts that I have for you. Mm, I doubt um, it. So he obviously plays a werewolf in Buffy. In yeah. It, 1990, Seth Green right. plays Richie Tozier, who's afraid uh-huh. of a werewolf chasing him. I never saw that it. Oh, you didn't? Mm-mm. Pretty good. Yeah, I, I saw like the newer both of one. them. I like the new one, and I've been meaning to see the Tim Curry one. I just haven't seen it yet. Yeah. Uh, did you see both of the new ones, part one and part two? No, I haven't seen part two yet. Mm. I heard it's I not think, as good. Yeah, I'm pretty. I feel like I liked part one better. Yeah, part one was good. Yeah. Um. But yeah, Seth Green is in. Huh. Is a. Uh, Little little baby Seth Green. He's scared of yeah. werewolves. In it, scared of werewolves. God damn it! Now I'm gonna be saying it like that. Werewolf. He also played a hacker with the handle Wolfman on <gasps> SeaQuest 2032. Oh, I thought which, it was an Italian job. Oh no, I know. I was thinking that too. that too. He also played a hacker in that, but I don't yeah. know what his name was. I can't remember. Yeah. Um, and SeaQuest 2032 also starred Jonathan Brandis. Who is on it as well? Ah, too funny. Too funny. So much <laughs> stuff. So much crossover. Uh, and this was the episode that wooed Seth Green to join Buffy. He said, "Before I signed, Joss Whedon said, read this. This is what we're thinking." And he said it had all this metaphorical stuff and gave strong shades to the character. And I said, "Yeah, I want to be a part of this." He said, "Woo." He said, "Ah woo." Great so there you go. Owl. Yeah. Cool. Great trivia. Thanks. Yeah. This is a fun episode. Yeah. Great to see werewolves alive and well. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. We'll I should see, just do uh, this, the thing that I do to Dave when he intentionally mispronounces things and just keep saying what until you huh? actually pronounce Werewolf? it correctly. Yeah. What? Too late now. <laughs> we got through the whole episode of me saying it. all right you ready to get into some lost yeah all right so this is lost season two episode one this one finally season two finally season two we're in it now this one is titled man of science comma man of faith gotta have that comma in there gotta have it in there Air date, original air date, is September 21st, 2005. Portuguese Man of War. Is that um, a jellyfish? Yes. Okay, why are we saying that? I don't know. It's just what came to me. It's what bubbled up <laughs> for me. <laughs> you just had some synapses fire in your brain. Had had to come out of the mouth. I know the feeling. I do it all the time. I know. I get it. Yeah. Uh, written by Damon Lindelof and directed by Jack Bender. So, what do you got for predictions? Anything of note? 
Yeah, so last episode, I did not predict a backstory because I just was like, it's going to be too hard to predict a new, you know, who's going to have the the opening season, the, the opening episode backstory. <laughs> but now maybe there's a pattern that I'll be able to, you know. Perhaps. Glom on to. Yeah. I did say that uh, previously, I said that in the hatch there's going to be a civilization of hatch people living mm-hmm. down there. Yep. Uh, uh, for the raft, I said that they'll put out the fire, but the raft will be too damaged to continue on their journey. So they'll have to start heading back to the island. Um, and I had also previously said that I don't think everyone on the raft will make it back alive. If they make it back to the island at all, they're going to have to put the fire out and try to go back to the island. Like that was going to be their next move. Um, I also said that Sawyer was shot, but I don't think he's dead. So a lot of these don't really apply to this episode, but those were just like kind of all the ones that I said at the end of last episode. Okay. Good predictions. So this episode starts on a beeping noise over black and then we get bam. I shot. I shot. We haven't had one for a while. So might as well start season two off with a bang. I yep. shot. And I bet that this is going to be every season opener. You think so? Yep. Mm, maybe. We'll see. That could be a prediction of yours. So a man wakes up and he hops off of a bunk bed and then he enters something into an old computer and then he starts a record like an old LP. He starts playing a record and it's a song from the Mamas and the Papas and then he starts somewhat it somewhat seems like his morning routine. It's like he's working out. He's doing dishes. He's washing clothes, making breakfast. And then he goes to inject himself with this gun thing, some sort of vaccine. Yeah. So I thought at this moment that it was Locke. Yeah. And Dave was thinking that it's Sawyer. And I'm like, if this is taking place in the 60s, there's no way that's Sawyer. It's mm. more like, or it's like 60s, 70s. Like that's the vibe that the vibe. we get. Because yeah. there's a lava lamp. Oh, um, yeah. It's like a really cool looking apartment, honestly. Yeah, it but is. But it also reminds me of Ted's 1950s bunker. Oh, yeah. 1950s bunker playing records and LPs. Yeah. Right? Yep. Yeah. Good stuff. Love all that. So he goes to inject himself and then he hears an explosion and he throws on a jumpsuit and he opens up like a safe room and he grabs a gun and then starts looking through some sort of like periscope. Yeah, so this is where, this is when I worked out like, oh no, this is the hatch. Like this is today and this is the hatch and it really is like Ted's bunker. (laughs) Oh man, it's a bunker hatch. Yeah, so this camera, the camera, the camera, the the camera, camera, the camera then roams up to the hatch opening. It kind of goes through the hallways and then goes up. Very exciting. The hatch shaft to reveal Locke and Jack who had just blown it up. Lots of shafts. Crossover. Lots of shafts. <laughs> and then boom, we get the lost title. I was what making an, a what an opening. Joke. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay. That, that that's usually where your mind goes. You <laughs> <laughs> uh anyways, we cut to Hurley after the lost title and he's reciting the numbers again. Uh Kate asks if he's okay. Hurley says, Huh? Yeah, awesome. I just have to pee. 
And then Kate moves forward to peek into the hatch. And he says, great idea, dude. Go look into the burning death hole. That's <laughs> 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 oh, oh, good stuff. I almost said Sawyer. <laughs> oh, oh Hurley. Hurley. He's so funny. He's great. But he, he is, is great. Se- it seems like he's sort of losing it a little bit. Yeah, he's know? become unhinged. The yeah. latch became unhinged and now he's yeah. unhinged. Right, yeah. And then Kate asks Jack what it is. And Jack says, it doesn't matter what it is. We blew the door so that we could get everyone inside this thing so we could be safe. That plan is not going to work. We'll never get everyone down in time. And Locke wants to go in right away. Jack disagrees saying that the ladder is broken inside and that they can try out in the morning. And Locke says, why don't you want to go down there, Jack? And then flashback. Flash Jack. Flash Jack to Jack. Well, it's a frantic hospital scene. And then we see a long-haired, longer-haired. It's not super long, but it's like longer-haired. Jack Shepard working the ER. He pulls a bunch of... (laughs) I hate his hair so much. You hate this hair? It's like when they put long hair on Locke to make him younger. It's like, come on, what are you doing? Just leave it. It doesn't seem natural. No, it's Like he's so never wrong. had that haircut in his life. It's so wrong. It just doesn't fit, you know? So um, Jack in the ER, he asked for like a big syringe to take a bunch of bloody fluid out of this woman who is just in a car accident. Mm-hmm. And then the man who's also in a gurney I know next who to this it woman. Is. You do? Yeah, right here. I knew who it was. Right, you're right. Yeah. It's pretty easy to put together. Thanks. <laughs> he pulls the fluid out the man next to her on the gurney flatlines dies and then the nurse calls the time of death do you know the time of death i'm sure it was a special number that i didn't pay 8 15 <laughs> because of course it is and then the woman mutters that she has to dance at her wedding and then it's revealed that it's sarah which was jack's future wife in a previous flash jack episode yes yeah a future flash jack future flashjack follow me here <laughs> <laughs> back on the island at night at the caves shannon lost vincent the dog already so she grabs, already, already fucking lost vincent it's like what were you doing reading your magazines shannon come on shannon you got get a, it together a, this you is got a, a soul good dog. here yeah somebody's bestowed upon you this wonderful dog and that's the thanks that you give you lose it in the jungle on the night and there's only like four ways out of the caves too. And you're just going to let the dog go. Okay. Anyways. Good job. So yeah, Shannon lost the, the dog. So she grabs a torch and she takes off uh, looking for it. Saeed goes running after her. Back at the hatch hole, Hurley <laughs> asks why Locke blew the hatch, even though he said not to. And then Locke starts laughing. He says, well, you got a point there. I guess I was just excited to get inside. I mean, that's why we came here, isn't it? That's why we all went out to the Black Rock and why we got the dynamite to blow the hatch. And we did it so we can get inside, Hugo. And then Jack says, and to save everyone's lives. And Locke says, and to save everyone's lives. Oh, yeah, right. Yeah, that too. That too. And then Jack says, or maybe it was just our destiny, right, John? And Locke says, maybe. Yeah, he's (laughs) being a real douche monster. Yeah, douche monster? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I think he's just, uh, I think he's ambitious. He's excited to get into this hatch. No, I mean, Jack is. Oh, Jack is. Yeah, like he doesn't need to be that mean to Uncle Locke, you know? Uncle Locke just wants to go down that ladder. Yeah, just whatever. Yeah. 
Got to explore. You've blown it open now. You might as well go down and see what's there. I mean, I would be really excited to see what's in there. Yeah, but would you actually go down? Because you're a little bit, you know. I'm a little, a little bit what? A little bit of a scary you're, cat. I don't like how your your voice went up high. Scary cat. I'm not a little bit of scary. Hey, let me tell you a little something, okay? Tell me a little something, Pat. All right, you've seen this. How many ghost huntings have you done? Hey, hey, didn't you see? Didn't you see my documentary where I may or may not have gone into an abandoned mental hospital? Oh, was that you? At night, that was me. So okay. now I know that you did go into an abandoned mental hospital at night. Maybe. Perhaps. Oh. I may or may not have. Okay? Well, if you didn't, I cannot then... confirm nor deny. Okay? But well, you know, if you we... didn't, then, oh, you're, <laughs> hey, you're winking just like I wink. Huh? <laughs> wink it, wink's as good as a nudge to a blind man. <laughs> a nudge is as good as a wink to a blind man. <laughs> exactly. So When look. I quoted that episode to Dave... Uh, he was like, that's when he knew, I think. I think that's when he knew that he loved me. Yeah? Yeah. You guys are cute. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, would I go down? Yes, I would. Would I wait till morning? Yes, I would. Yes, I would. (laughs) I would not go down in the middle of the night. I would. With a torch. Yeah. And a tiny flashlight. No thanks. I mean, it's not the smartest thing to do, but if we were there and it was the middle of the night, I'd be like, yeah, I'm going down. Yeah. I think I'd call down first. I'm going and say, down, is there any people da, 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 down there? We're going into that. Does anybody want to hurt me if I come down there? And then it's like, no. I'd be like, okay, I think it's safe. I'll just go <laughs> down now because somebody called back and said no. So I think I'm good to go. We're friendly monsters, Patrick. They're friendly, Locke. John, hey, they said they're friendly. So let's go. <laughs> Let's let's go down the hatch, okay? We'll commit so, some barbicide. Some barbicide. Is your name Barbara, perhaps? <laughs> um. So then Kate points out that the word quarantine is painted on the back of the hatch door. Now, this is what would freak me out. Well, yeah. So this doesn't really make sense to me. Number one, this feels well, familiar. <laughs> not much makes sense here. <laughs> Number two, why does it say it on the inside? Exactly. It gives know. me pause. It's a real chin scratcher. Yeah, I am doing that right now. I know. That's why I call it a chin scratcher. <laughs> <laughs> so Shannon and Saeed search for Vincent. They hear him bark, and then they just see him sitting there panting in the dark. And it's sort of a cool shot. It's like moonlit from behind, like kind of like silhouette dog just sitting yeah. there panting. So I, I'm watching this, and I'm like, oh, shit. What did he find? Because this, like, this is like... To me, if I'm yeah. seeing Appa like sitting off in the distance like that and like sitting down, it means he's found something. Right, right, yeah. Or he's, so, you know, trying to roll feet. in some dead worms. <laughs> Either or. Either or. <laughs> so as they get closer, the dog runs off and Saeed goes running off after the dog and Shannon searches for him. She's yelling for Saeed and then she trips and falls over and she hears some spooky whispering noises all around her. We've heard this before in the season one. The forest whispers. The forest whispers. And then sounds like um, parcel tongue. Yeah, it does. You're right. And then she looks up to see Walt, <gasps> Ooh, who's dripping wet, standing in the jungle. So creepy. And he's saying some sort of gibberish. Yeah. 
I couldn't really make it out. But, but what's weird is like his mouth is moving as if he's saying normal words, but the gibberish that's coming out of his mouth is like faster than his mouth is moving. Yeah, it's very spooky. It's very spooky. And she calls her over to him and then he just puts his finger to his mouth and says, shh. That would spook me way more than going into the hatch. Yeah, that's pretty spooky. Yeah. Especially that he's soaking wet too. Like yeah. just dripping, like Ugh. water's being poured on him. Ooh, Ooh that I made it extra. Shiver. Yeah. Oh, so scary. So what spooky. a great visual. So spooky. And then Saeed comes scampering back in and then she looks back up and Walt's gone. And then we cut to Locke and Kate walking through the jungle with a torch. And Kate asks why he wants to get down to the hatch so bad. And Locke says, Get down, get down, get down, get down, get in the hatch. He does say that. How did you know? (laughs) Locke says, And if Jack thinks I've lost it, I can't blame him, really. Then again, five hours ago, I was pulled into a hole by what appeared to be a column of black smoke. Did you see it, Kate? And then the look on her face indicates that she did. And then he says, then I guess we're both crazy. Wonder what Jack thinks he saw. Mm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, Shit. he's making some sense here. You know, she is there's making some, some sense. A lot of weirdness in this jungle. Yeah. So, you know? Jack and Hurley walk and talk in the jungle as well. Jack asks about the numbers, and Hurley tells him the story about the psych ward and how he got the numbers and the lottery and all the bad luck that followed. And then Hurley says, okay, so tonight I see the same freaking numbers on the hatch thing just written on the side. And that's why I tried to stop it. You skipped past one of my favorite lines in this episode. (laughs) What? So when Jack and Hurley are walking. Yeah. uh, He says, Hurley says, you should go ahead, man. Don't want Locke making time with your girl. (laughs) (laughs) And Jack, that's not the, the line. Yeah. I like that line. But then That's Jack shoots too. him a look and he says, joke, dude. And then Jack is like, I'm not really in the mood, Hurley. And Hurley says, really? Wow. You're usually like Mr. Ha Ha. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. And then Jack laughs and he goes, there you go. Life's not so bad, right? I mean, sure. The others are coming to like eat us all. <laughs> and every once in a while, someone blows up all over you, but you get to sleep in every morning. <laughs> That's so true. You don't have a job to go to. So, you know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just like oh man i love yeah. hurley's lines yeah hurley good. you know i think initially I, I felt like charlie was the xander of this show i think it's yeah. like a mix between charlie and hurley. charlie had a lot more comedic moments in, in the beginning of yeah the but now yeah. it's like hurley right hurley's got all the funnies oh yeah, yeah i really stuff. liked that part yeah so then then after that is when uh when yeah. jack asks about the numbers yeah, and he says, okay, so tonight I see the same freaking numbers on the hatch thing just written on the side, and that's why I tried to stop it, because that thing is cursed, man. And then Hurley says, what's that thing where doctors make you feel better just by talking to you? Well, no, Jack's- so, okay, but before we get to that, Jack's like, you're in a psych ward? And Hurley's like, I'm not crazy. Yeah. And yeah, and then and then he's like, what do you want me to say? And Hurley says, how about you believe me, man? Yeah. And then he's, yeah, then it's and like, then what's that thing says, where doctors make you feel better just by talking to you? Right. And Jack says, bedside manner. And he says, yeah, that. Yours sucks, dude. And <laughs> I was like, Sammy and I have said this on the podcast. So many times. <laughs> His bedside manner does suck. Does suck, yeah. All doom and gloom. Too much reality and not enough hope. Yeah. And Speaking that of is hope, what flashback is, yeah. to Dr. Jack talking to Sarah in the hospital. And she 
asks about what's happened to her, and he tells her about all the issues with her broken back and her ruptured spleen and how they need to do surgery, but, he says, but even the most optimistic result puts the likelihood of retaining (laughs) any feeling or mobility anywhere below the waist at extremely unlikely. And then his dad, Dr. Christian Shepard, pulls Jackie into the hall to lecture him. He says, you might want to try handing out some hope every once in a while, even if there's a 99% probability that they're utterly, hopelessly screwed. Folks are much more inclined to hear that 1% chance that things are going to be okay. Yeah, well, easy for you to say, Doc, when you're drinking on the job. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty easy to stay optimistic when you're uh, slinging Jack and Cokes all day. Yeah, you and know? slinging Jack. Yeah, and then slinging Jack out in the hallway and saying, you're doing your job wrong, Jack and Jack. Mercy. Um, also, <laughs> we didn't really talk about the fact that Hurley was saying that he was in a psych ward. So when we did Hurley's flashback, yeah, I felt like my takeaway from that was that he had like volunteered there or something. That's what I was sort of thinking too, yeah. But when he's talking about it here, it definitely makes it sound way more like he was actually... Admitted. Like admitted. And because he doesn't say, I was there working or I was there volunteering. Yeah. You know, like when when Jack says you were in a psych ward, he just says, I'm not crazy. Right. So... Yeah. That's interesting. We'll have to find out more. Yeah. So back on the island, Shannon and Saeed tell the other survivors at the cave about seeing Walt, and then Jack and crew arrives back at the caves. Jack gives a speech and tells everyone about the hatch that Locke found. Charlie asks about Dr. Arst, and Jack explains that he didn't make it. And Shannon starts yelling about the others, and there's a bit of commotion here, and then Charlie yells at Shannon. And then Jack gives a big reassuring speech saying, hey, everything's going to be okay. Let's just take it easy. We're going to be all right. We're going to stay here tonight, okay, together. We still got four guns. We'll put lookouts at all the entrances. We're all going to be safe as long as we stay together. The sun comes up in three hours and we're we're all going to be here to see that happen. I promise. And Locke. Beautiful. Is sort of there on the edge there, and then he, he turns his attention to, to Locke, and he says, John, what are you doing? And he's gathering materials or something, and Locke says that he's gathering cable, and he's going into the hatch, and Jack asks him if that's the smartest thing to be doing, and Locke says... Jackass. <laughs> Jackass. <laughs> Jack asks him if it's the smartest thing to be doing, and Locke says, I doubt it. In fact, you're right. Safest thing is to stay here. Wait for morning. Wait for these others to see if they ever show up. Wait for the brave folks on the raft to bring help. But me, I'm tired tired of waiting. waiting. And then he walks out. Yeah. Woo. Such a mic mic drop moment. Lock drop. Yeah. Yeah. It's good stuff. So next scene, Jack is being a lookout and Kate asks him if he believes what he said about everything being okay. He says that he does. She tells him he did the right thing by reassuring everyone. And then she tells Jack that she's going to the hatch. Which makes Jack visibly upset. Very upset. Yeah. He doesn't like his his uh his girly girl. I am upset. (laughs) Kate, I am upset. She's like, What's new? She says, But Locke's going into this thing whether you like it or not. And if he falls and breaks his neck, 
live together, die alone, right? And then Jack says, right. Flashback to Jack talking to Sarah's fiance about her condition. And the guy seems concerned about possibly having to take care of her for the rest of his life. He says, you mean I would have to help her go to the bathroom? Well, also, he's like, can we ever do it again? Oh, yeah. He asked that. Yeah, he says something like that. Like, <laughs> okay. He's like, will we ever... <laughs> Not exactly those words. <laughs> no, he says like... But it's like pretty close to that. Yeah. He says, uh, yeah, so she was going for a dress fitting and to look at tablecloths. Oh, he, he says, well, will we be able to, you know, make love? <laughs> I guess he says it nicer than that. <laughs> yeah. Um, but still, this is your first concern, sir? Yeah, and then he's like, you, Jack says, you need to know that there's a chance Sarah might very well need professional care for the rest of her life. And yeah. the guy, Kevin. Kevin. Stop being a cunt, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin. <laughs> ah, Kevin. Hey, you've seen you've seen that video, yeah. right? <laughs> what is it, a goat? Yeah. A llama? It's a goat. <laughs> I think it's a goat. Yeah. Kevin, stop being Kevin. a cunt, Kevin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if you want to see that, just YouTube, Kevin, goat. It's very <laughs> so- funny. And then, yeah, and then he says, like, she won't be able to go to the bathroom by herself. Right. This is where he's like, oh, no. Uh, I don't know. But it's like, I don't know. I mean, obviously, my first reaction to this guy is like, wow, you're a real fucking dick. But at the same time, like, I'm thinking about it, and I'm like, that's that's a rough position to be in. Like, this person who was previously, like, completely independent, like, what do you do when the person you you love suddenly becomes paralyzed, and now they need, you know, like, that's a tough... That's right. a tough situation to be in yeah. for him too. So Oh, it's definitely a tough situation, but she ends up with Jack, so Yeah. You know. Works I think out. we know the end of that story, you know. Yeah. Well, we don't actually. Right. We not know yet. the end of Kevin. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe, maybe we haven't seen the last of Kevin. Yeah. Lock can happen. Lock so Jack, can happen. Lock can happen. <laughs> he just shows up. Sarah, what's up? How about you and me go a nice night on the town? He's got hair. Oh, God. <laughs> but Jack's it's like, like it's like the length of my hair now right. somehow. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he let it go wild yeah. after the whole thing with his dad. <sighs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. He just Pantene pro it. And it looks so luscious and wonderful. Uh. Yeah. That would be cool. Nice uh, deleted scene there. <laughs> So Jack gets ready for surgery in the OR with Sarah, and then Sarah's sort of like face down, and she calls him over, and he bends down, and she says in a low voice, she says, come here, come here. I was, uh, <laughs> I was afraid she was good. And then she's like, closer. I was like, oh my God, she's going to spit on him. What's happening? <laughs> what? Why would she do that? I don't that? know. I got scared. <laughs> you are st- stupid, doctor. <laughs> He's like, okay. Well, I no. really screwed <laughs> No, she says, come here, come here. I want to tell you a little secret. Come on, closer. It's okay. I know I'm not going to be dancing anymore. I can still roll around at my wedding, and you're invited. <laughs> <laughs> she says it much slower. I'm I not giving it the same. I can still roll around at my wedding. I was like, that is a good positive attitude, this lady. <laughs> it is. It is. <laughs> I mean, her. she's going glass half full here. She's like, yeah. at least I'm alive, you know? Yeah. And then this is where Jack turns, and he goes, I'm going to fix you. And then the other nurses look I on, wide-eyed. Try to fix you. At what he just said. <laughs> Coldplay. Okay. You know how I know I, you're gay? 
Because you love Coldplay. Because you love Coldplay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah. At the hatch, Locke and Kate unravel the cable wrap. No. <laughs> Locke and Kate unravel the cable and wrap it around Kate to lower down, to lower her down the shaft. Uh, because she's lighter, is what Locke says. And then Kate says, you left out the part where you just want to see if I get eaten by something. And yeah. Locke says, yeah. Well, that too. That too. (laughs) (laughs) That was funny. That was funny. So he lowers her down the hatch, and she's got a flashlight in her hand, and the tree cracks that Locke was using as sort of a pulley system to lower her down. She falls, but he catches the cable just in time before she hits the bottom. But this causes her to drop her flashlight, and she looks at the bottom where her flashlight fell, and she can see something sort of move in front of the light. And she yells up to Locke to stop, stop. And Locke says, what is it? There's something down here. Yeah, Kate says, I think there's something down here. And then Kate screams, and the floodlight turns on. A big, bright shaft of light shoots up. (laughs) You really love saying the word shaft. (laughs) Hey, there's a shaft here that's long and straight and narrow, and it goes down very deep. Mm, Whoa. So the light is a very bright shaft of light that goes out of the shaft. Of the this shaft. white and, and shoots coming up. out of the shaft. <laughs> okay, all right. Jeez. <laughs> oh, Unbelievable. Now, okay. when I was looking at it, I was like, oh, this is like those lights that they have at like, you know, movie theaters and stuff or like events where they do like premieres and they have the lights like yeah, in like the sky. Yeah. 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 But you're, like you know, that. you're taking this to another level pat really making it very perverted what no i'm not I am you're the one who made it perverted you. i was just saying that you it was said shaft a bright like light. 20 times okay my friend yeah there's Shafts, no way there's that there's you elevator shafts there's a hallway shaft there's many shafts that don't involve perversion okay there's Mrs. a movie gutter shaft. thinker anywho i'm just shaft thinking shaft oh, oh. Wait, that's Flash. The universe. <laughs> I know. <laughs> oh, man. We, we cannot figure out our songs tonight. Okay. So Locke struggles as something pulls at the other end of the cable. And then Locke falls back as Kate's weight is taken from the cable. And then the floodlight goes out. And then Locke starts screaming for Kate. Cut to the caves. Hurley is questioning Jack, who has decided to suddenly go to the hatch. He's got to chase his girl, you know? Yeah. He, he doesn't want Locke. He gonna you know. be real mad to find out that he put that lock put Kate in danger. Yeah. Oh mm-hmm. boy. And then Jack shows up at the hatch. He sees the cable running down the shaft, and he calls into the hatch for Kate and Locke, and he gets nothing back. So he starts to climb down the hole. So at this at- point, now we know that Locke went down too. Well, that's what I'm assuming at this point because we didn't see that him go in. But right. I'm like. What else would but he do? But because you know? because Jack showed up and Locke wasn't there, yeah, he's he went down. Yeah. I mean, Locke wanted to get down there. Yeah. It'd be pretty cowardly of him if he was just like, oh, well, well there's something down there. Bye. Uh, see ya. I'm going to go muchacho. on a new lockabout, find yeah. something else to no, dig up. He wouldn't do no. that. Not my Uncle Locke. No, not Unky. Yeah, Locke drops his torch down there. No, sorry. Jack. Jack drops his torch down the shaft, and then he climbs down. Flashback to Jack. (laughs) And he he wraps up his hands first, which was very smart. smart. 
Yeah. Yeah. Because Locke's hand got all bloody. Got all bloody. Yeah. yeah. So I was like, oh, very smart. Very smart, Jackie. That's a doctor thinking right there. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, who knows? Maybe he's also really good at boxing, too. Right. Right. So flashback to Jack running the stairs in a stadium. And another guy is running stairs as well near him. Jack tries almost racing him up the stairs because they're sort of like neck and neck at this point. And Jack's like, oh, I, I, I got to catch up. You know, so he starts yeah. running. And Dave, then he sprains Dave his ankle. Like, Hold on. God, let me talk. Dave was like, this is so 90s, climbing stairs at a stadium with a bandana on. I was like, is it? Okay. Well, it makes sense because I think that's probably what the flashback yeah. was too. It's the probably 90s. in the 90s. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't equate it with the 90s. But Apparently Dave does. <laughs> it's something that everybody in the 90s did. <laughs> maybe that I was I remember seeing it did. in movies. I, I, I saw it in movies a lot, I feel like. I don't feel or like Or maybe I just did. this show. <laughs> I definitely saw it in, I mean- in uh, the only thing that I can think of that's like taking place in bleachers like that is in Greece, obviously, when they're singing Summer Nights. Yeah. Uh, All right. The guys part. And then. Oh, well, oh, well, oh, well. Tommy more, Tommy more. Wow. Such a great singing it's my voice, man voice you have. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Such a baritone. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, baritone. <laughs> um. And in uh, 10 Things I Hate About You, when Heath Ledger is singing, I love you, baby, and it's quite it. all right. <gasps> it's yeah. so good. Yeah, it's I'll see It's based on Shakespeare. Yep. So, you want to do some lines here? Oh, yeah, I do. <laughs> I knew that I'd get your attention. <laughs> so this guy with an accent comes over to check him out, and oh, I'm going to skip no. down because there's a there's a good amount of uh, dialogue here. Yeah. But we'll skip down to the the parts for matter where Jack, do you want to be Jack or, De- or this guy? Well, you decide. I'll be Jack. Damn it. Jack says, what do you know about sprains anyway? I was almost a doctor once. Small world. You a doctor then? Jack, then Jack nods. nods. <laughs> and I offer you my water bottle. So what's your excuse? Excuse? For running like the devil's chasing you. My excuse, I'm training. Training for what? For a race around the world. Impressive, I know. So your excuse better be good, brother. Just trying to work a few things out. Ah, a girl, right? A a patient. Ah, but a girl patient. What's her name? Her name's Sarah. What'd you do to her then? Do to her? You must have done something worthy of this slow, f- slow <laughs> self-flagellation. It's a hard word to say. I told her. I made a promise I, I couldn't keep. I told her I'd fix her, and I couldn't. I failed. Well, right. Just one thing. What if you did fix her? I didn't. But what if you did? You don't know what you're talking about, man. I don't? Why not? Because with her situation, that would be a miracle, brother. Oh, and you don't believe in miracles? Jack chuckles and shakes his head. Right. Well, then, I'm going to give you some advice anyway. You have to lift it up. Lift it up? Your ankle. You've got to keep it elevated. It's been nice chatting. Jack. Jack. I'm Desmond. Good luck, brother. See you in another life, yeah? Oh, see you in another life, yeah? 
Oh. Hey, Woo. can we talk about my accent right there? That has a great accent. Thank you. What is it, Scottish? That's what I was going for. Yeah, well, he nailed it. He sounded... Donkey. So, he sounded Scott. <laughs> what? Donkey? Hey, <laughs> Donkey you're the Scottish. ass here. <laughs> <laughs> Jackass? <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, so, so he sounded Desmond Scottish runs off. to me. Yeah, I couldn't quite place it until you did the accent, and then I was like, oh, this is Scottish. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> it's so then, only because I've seen... A lot Shrek. of Outlander. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. a real expert. Oh, okay. Good. So back on the done, island. I eat a baby. <laughs> <laughs> you could have done that. That would have been great. Uh, back on the island, Jack repels into the bottom of the hatch shaft. He creeps through with his flashlight. Oh, yeah. He sees a large flashlight on a swivel, which I was like, oh, that must be what the light is coming from. The spotlight? From. Yeah. That's what... I figured it was. I don't know. It's more like a floodlight. Floodlight. It's not like yeah. a flashlight. Yeah, I guess so. And then we see a bunch of dripping water coming from like the ceilings and some piping, some electrical things. And then we see this like wall of graffiti that's like sort of like a mural mm-hmm. and it has the number 108, 108. in the middle. Yeah. yeah. Not so, one of the special numbers. No. And then he sees <gasps> Unless like Unless a- they're all added together. I don't know. Did you do the math? No, but I will right now. <laughs> While you're working calculator. on that. Your calculator. So we see a kind of a cruddy looking wall. And then he, Jack has the key around his neck that goes to the gun what case. Is it 518? Or is it just 815? Sorry. 4, 8, 15, Four, 16, 23, 42. It's 108. What? Look at this. Waka waka. Yes. 108. Holy yeah. shit balls. Holy cannoli. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah. My mind is blown. Wow. Mine too. So his key buzzes and like it sort of raises up almost as if a magnet is pulling it towards the wall. And then music starts to play very loudly. And then another floodlight turns on. And then Jack turns the corner into a larger dome type room. That is housing a bunch of electrical machines. It looks like the inside of the Epcot ball. Oh, yeah, it does. Good call. Yeah, thank you. Uh, And then it also includes that old junky-looking computer that we saw at the beginning of the episode. And it's the song that's playing? It is. It's the same Mamas and Papas song. same song. Same song. Same record. And then Jack walks towards the computer, and he's about to hit enter because it's sort of like at an MS-DOS prompt. Is what it looks like. Yeah, but it looks like a sad face or a smiling a sad face. face. I forget which way it was going. <laughs> yeah. And then he's about to hit enter and then Locke yells, I wouldn't do that. And Jack asks where Kate is and he holds the gun on Locke. And just then another gun is held to Locke's head. And then we flash back to Jack in the hospital next to Sarah who wakes up and asks if she's alive. She tells him that he smells. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he says, I really like her. <laughs> yeah, I like how she's uh, she's taking this whole thing in stride, yeah. and she's able to wow. still keep her spirits up, you know? Oh, yeah. stride. Well, well. Yeah. <laughs> and Jack says, I want to get back down here and check on you. And then uh, he tells her about the tour de strad, or tour de stad, which is when you run up the stairs of the stadium. Oh, yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. That's what a tortistat is. Um, and then Sarah says, why would you do that? And then he says, uh, I'm intense. <laughs> and then he tells her how she'll be paralyzed oh, from the French. waist down. Tour de stade. Yeah. Tour de stade. Like tour of the stadium. Yeah. And Sarah says, how come I can wiggle my toes? Jack starts to check the nerve response in her legs. And he's like, can you feel this? Can you feel this? And she can keeps you feel saying this? yes. And then he starts kissing her feet. And he's like, can you feel this? Can oh. you feel this? Can you? Whoa, no, whoa, he whoa, did it. Whoa, <laughs> Easy there, Jackie Jack. All oh right. my God. Uh, let's just check and make sure you're still awake. And uh, you are. So I just good. think of the kill Pass bill. The test. I just think oh, of the kill yeah. bill. Like, wiggle buck? your big toe. Oh, that part, yeah. Oh, also buck. <laughs> it was gross. Yeah. Creeper. She keeps saying yes as he checks like her nerve response, and then they both cry in tears of happiness. No. So nice. Then back on the island, down in the hatch, the standoff continues with Locke, and Locke says, it's okay, and that he could lower his gun, and Jack refuses to lower his gun, and then the gunman, who is holding the other gun to Locke's head, he says, do you want him to die? Put it down. He fires the gun overhead, and then Jack says- let me do his voice. What? You let me do his voice. Oh, okay, go ahead. Well, we already said that part. Keep going. Oh, okay. Uh, Jack says, is this what you were talking about, Locke? Is this your destiny? All roads lead here? And then Locke says, Jack, calm down. And then the gunman says, Lower your gun or I'll blow his damned head off, brother. And then Jack recognizes that it's Desmond who he had met. And then he says, You. You. And then Boom. Lost title. Oh, what? So Dave totally called once Desmond said, uh, see you in another life. Yeah. Dave was like, that's the guy in the hatch. Really? Yeah. Wow. He does that sometimes. Yeah. He can just. He's smart. He's just so smart. Yeah. He's so smart. I'm not a smart man, But Jenna. I know what love is. <laughs> I know what lost is. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you want some trivia? Yeah, but first, I gotta say... Yeah? Oh, man. This was a crazy episode. And that's crazy why I'm episode. so mad that Phases went up against this. Because I'm like, Phases can't compete with this. It's so good. What a great season opener. It picks right up from where it left off in season one. But my heart, you know? My heart, my heart. My yeah. heart goes with phases. But Werewolf? Oh, yeah? I mean, I you... love that episode. I watch it yeah. all the time. It's one of my go-tos. It's so funny that it's one of your go-tos. I would not have picked this as one of your go-tos. <laughs> Why? It has a ton of Oz in it. Like, that's yeah, literally I all I need. But it's not like he does anything that cool. Other he than turns a into werewolf. a werewolf. <laughs> right, I know. And we see cool. his shining lily white chest. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I see why you go back to it. No. You go frame by frame, wear out the VHS tape. Chucka, 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 chucka. No. No? Yeah. <laughs> so I haven't decided which episode wins, but I know we're not there yet. We're not there yet, so you can continue to ponder upon it while yes, I give you some I'll trivia. Mull it over. Mull it over, will you? So the opening song is Make Your Own Kind of Music by the Mamas and Papas. 
I only know this song from this. Really? Yeah. Oh. You've heard it before? Hell yeah. Oh, okay. You're much more musically cultured than I am. We know this. I am. That is true. I listen to a lot of stuff from my dad. But I do know my T-Swizzle. Yes, you do. (laughs) But what I'm curious about now is um, the song that was playing in Ted's Bunker. Ted's Bunker? Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I'm going to look it up. It's probably just some royalty-free crap track. No, I feel like it was... Oh, it might have been the... Well, hold on. So the world premiere of season two took place on Waikiki Beach in the island of Oahu one week before ABC aired the episode. The first episode was projected on a screen 30 feet tall and the cast walked red carpet to greet fans before the episode. The producers requested that the viewers not disclose the events of the episode before it aired. Hmm. What a cool thing to be part of. Yeah. So Julie Bowen's appearance in the series was difficult to work out as she had just become a regular on Boston Legal before uh, Modern Family, of course. And Bowen was very keen to make it work as she uh, was a huge fan of the show. She specifically only wanted to know what was going on with her character and no one else as she didn't want it to be spoiled. That's awesome. Yeah. Isn't that fun? Yeah. She's a huge fan of Julie Bowen. Most people uh, hear my last name. Or they read my last name and they think, think it's, it's pronounced Bowen. Bowen. Yeah. And I'm like, is there a W in my last name? There is not. There is not. When Jack goes down the hatch, there's a painting on the wall. One of the things written on the wall is number 108. And we already figured out if you add up all the numbers. So you already for, knew this. You just let I, me. I knew this. Yeah. I let, let you let spin your it. wheels. Yep. I mean, that's fine. I, I felt like, you know, I felt good. Yeah. It was cool that you figured it out before I got to the trivia. Yeah. Yeah. It didn't dawn on me when I when I watched it. Yeah. I mean, they make so many connections with the numbers that it had to connect at some point. Yeah. I was like, yeah. 108 isn't a number, so it's got... And I'm like thinking what the numbers are, and I'm like, okay, well, I know the last one is 42, so yeah, probably if you add up all the other ones, it's 108. Yep. Yep. I'm surprised Dave didn't catch that. So the title of this episode would appear to be about the inherent conflict between Jack and Locke. Right? Yes. Man of faith. Man but of, it's actually, actually it's all about Jack. Jack. Jackually. Jackually. <laughs> it's all about Jack as his flashbacks show how he embraces the two qualities in himself as a professional. Mm. Mm. And that's the trivia I got. Cool. Did you find out the song that was playing in uh, no, Ted's I'm Bunker? I'm still trying to find it. We'll have to Shazam it. Is Shazam still a thing? I don't know. I assume it is. Hmm. Probably got bought out or something. Well, I'm pretty sure with Google, you can just play it. Yeah. You just play a song on Google. Oh, Maybe it's just well, on Android go. phones. I don't know. Who knows? I know Dave can do that. All right. Favorite moments of these episodes. Favorite moments. I actually didn't write any down. Because like okay. with Buffy, it's just basically the whole episode. The <laughs> whole episode. <laughs> uh, favorite moment for me in Buffy is definitely when Giles uh, laughs at the moon pie joke. <laughs> that was fantastic. Yeah, I think for me it's when Willow goes back to kiss Oz at the end. Oh, yeah. No, oh, it's so cute. When she takes it upon herself and is like, I'm doing this. Yeah. Yeah. What about Lost? What's your favorite moment of Lost? 
Oh, boy. Like, even though I already knew the Sarah backstory, Mm -hmm. I think it was when Jack was, like, checking her leg, the different parts for her of her leg to see if she could feel them. Yes. And and they both got really (laughs) emotional about it. Yeah. Uh, my favorite part of Lost was the opening. Yeah, I knew inside it would be. the hatch. Oh, yeah. it's so great. I love all the close ups of, you know, the procedural shots of everything that's happening in the hatch. Yeah. So great. So mysterious. You especially love the guy shooting himself up with the needle. No, I don't love that. You I did find it scene. interesting though, because I watched it last night and I I had vaccines on the brain. Oh yeah. Because I was going for my vaccine this morning, so yeah, I thought that was an interesting thing. Like, oh, yeah, I got yeah, that Yeah, what if you had to morning. do it to yourself? Would you be able like to do it? Like a gun? Yeah. No, I'd have to really psych myself up to do that. Yeah. That would stink. That would. Yeah. So what show wins? Hot seat. You're going to give it to Phases, huh? You go first. I'm giving it to Phases. <laughs> Are you really? No. I'm going to give it to Lost. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I'm having a real conflict. This is one of my favorite Buffy episodes. Yeah. I'm going to have to say Ty. Ty? Okay. I think part of it is because, like, sure, objectively, the Lost episode is better. But I have some fun personal memory connections to phases and it's one that i go back to a lot it's Mm -hmm. the start of willow and oz's relationship so i just can't 100 percent hand it over to lost you know yeah i get it i thought i thought it was a fun episode too yeah buffy you know it's monster of the week sort of yeah it's not big bad it definitely gives you you know definitely fleshes out oz's character quite a bit oh definitely furs it out (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> not flesh yeah get it yeah yeah cool well uh, what do you new think predictions yeah what do you think is going to happen next on buffy pat i don't know where they were going with this whole werewolf thing of oz being a werewolf but i still think that oz will die eventually so i'm going to double down on that and i think this werewolf thing will come to a head again later on in a certain episode when the whole scooby gang is in trouble and then maybe, you know, something starts during the day and then the night starts to fall. And then Oz becomes the werewolf and then he comes and helps them out or something. Which doesn't really make sense now that I'm saying it out loud. Because if if you're a werewolf, then do you really know that, like, you're going to help people? Kind of like the oh, Hulk. Oh, yeah. Like, you know? can you be trained? Can you, like, control your... Can you your... teach an old dog new tricks? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know, but you know, I'll stick with that. So that's that's my weirdo prediction. What's yours? Okay. Well, you get two, and you one you just kind of reiterated. So, do you want to make any more? Like nope, about just one. Big bad or anything? Nah. All right. My so initially when I was thinking of backstory, I was thinking that it was either going to be Desmond or Locke, but then I was like, then I made my next prediction that I think we're going to be going back to the raft in the next episode because we oh. didn't see any raft here. Yeah, right. No raft. So then I was like, well, if that's the case, then it's not going to be Desmond or Locke. 
Um, yeah. So I'm going with either Sawyer or Michael for backstory. And I think okay. that, and like I said, we're going to go back to the raft and I'm going to keep my prediction from the end of season one that the rafties, as you called them, yeah. are going to have to put out the fire on the raft and, and try to make their way back to the island and Sawyer isn't dead. Okay. It's a good prediction. What's uh, what's a, a media that you would like to recommend? <laughs> what's a media? What's a media? Um, so I finally watched Thelma and Luis Yay! this past week. What do you think? I don't think it uh, warrants that long of a yeah, but... I'm just excited I, you watched it. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed, uh, we got the Blu-ray from the library, which was great because it was like a 20th anniversary edition. Cool. So the, yeah, it was a great print of it. Um, It looked and sounded great. And it was great to see so many awesome actors, Brad Pitt, Michael Madsen, and uh, of course, Gina Davis. Susan Sarandon. Susan Sarandon. Right, yeah. Yeah, Dave was Um, like, where have I seen... uh, Thelma before Gina Davis. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, obviously, Glow. what <laughs> Glow? She's in Glow. She's in Glow. What? Season three or something. Oh my god, yeah. I need to see that now. But no, well, I was like, I was like, well, you probably remember her in Beetlejuice, but yeah. also League of Their Own. And he was like, oh right, oh. League of Their Own. Oh yeah, I always forget yeah. that she's in that. Yeah. So I thought Thelma and Luis was good didn't blow me away i knew the ending so oh yeah if you know the ending yeah but there were a lot of parts that that uh made me laugh and chuckle yeah but yeah it was good uh what about you what do you got for a media well i have a story for you about thelma and louise so oh the, okay. where they the where the end takes place yes for spoilers spoil it for anyone who right. hasn't seen it um where something happens at where the something end something happens at the end they um make it seem like it's the grand canyon but it is not yes it is where actually is it? dead horse point in utah oh. um which is often used as a set for the grand canyon because huh. it looks prettier on film ah would you look at that mm-hmm. and i've been there i went there on my road trip cool yeah Nice. Um, my media that I would like to recommend is mm-hmm. the classic game, Just yes. Dance, which I've been Just doing dance. pretty much daily for the past... What is that? Six, is that like days. a Kinect game? Uh, well, you can get it for the Xbox Kinect, which is yeah. where... That's why I originally bought a Kinect. Yeah. Because... We used to have one too. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I played it on um, the Wii. And yeah. like you had to hold the Wii remote when right. you play. And I'm like, this is stupid. So I bought the Kinect <laughs> so I didn't have to hold anything. But now they don't right. make it for the Kinect anymore. Yeah. The Kinect kind of went away. I know. I'm like, this sucks. <laughs> I know. It's such a cool thing. I used to love the bowling on Kinect. Yeah. I mean, you can still get, um, you know, I have an Xbox 360 with the Kinect. So like obviously yeah. Xbox 360 is like pretty old by now. But yeah. But like you can still buy, they were still making the Just Dances, I want to say even up to like 2019 for the mm. Xbox 360. Um, wow. So I have like three, I think I own like three or four of them yeah. of the actual like physical games. Um, but then I discovered that they have like Just Dance Unlimited 
where you can pay 25 bucks a year and you have access to like 600 songs or something. Wow. But of course, they don't make it for Xbox 360. So I'd Duh. have to get it for like our Switch. Um, yeah. So I might end up doing that because I did play, a friend of mine has it uh, on her Switch. And I yeah. so I played on the Switch and I was like, this isn't as bad because like it's not as, you know, wieldy of a remote. You just have like one of the sides of the Switch. Nice. So, but yeah, I love it. I've been dancing a lot. Dave and I are taking dance lessons for our wedding. Couple of dancing fools. Yeah, and because I'm not someone who likes to do traditional exercising a lot. Like it's just right. not. You I've tried do to make fun. it. Yeah, like I've tried to make it part of you know a daily routine yeah. or something. And it's hard. It's, it's really, really hard. hard. So I so yeah. I like just dance. Yeah. And then cool. I do like stretches and stuff too. But yeah. Nice. Yeah, that's a good way to do it. Yeah. Get those steps in, you know? Well, so then do you, would you not actually recommend Thelma and Louise? Because like this is supposed no, I'd to recommend be media it. we recommend. Okay. <laughs> I would recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we do get to see Brad Pitt, young Brad Pitt. Yeah. He's a little too skinny for me though. Yeah. He is skinny. I like, I like my Brad Pitt's like uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you know, oh, like yeah. older, more grizzly, you know, yeah. just cooler, smoother, a little more yeah. calm down, lower voice. Aviator shades, mm-hmm. yellow t-shirt, tight jeans. And I'm comes back. Out, and I'm back. <laughs> <laughs> Makes you feel like you're 18 again. <laughs> Want some gravy with that? <laughs> All right, let's close this thing out. What do you say? <laughs> yeah. All right. So listen and subscribe to Apple, to anything Apple, but <laughs> to us on Apple Podcasts. Uh, as well as Amazon Music and Spotify. You know, don't just subscribe on one platform. Subscribe Subscribe to them all. all. (laughs) You know, even if you don't use them, just download it, subscribe, and delete the app. I don't care. Yeah, come on. We can't. No, it's fine. It's fine. They're cool with it. They're cool. They're cool. You guys cool? You guys cool? They're all nodding. They're saying, yeah, we're cool. Who's nodding? All the people in their cars listening to us on their uh, commute. They're cool. (laughs) You guys are cool. All right, give me a fist bump. They give me the fist bump. All right, cool. Yeah, so don't forget to rate us five stars. Leave us nice reviews. What else, Sammy? Follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at KickStreamPod. And, you know, we want to hear what you like about each episode. Tell us us which wins if you're watching both. Tell us your favorite parts of the episodes. Fight with us. Fight with us. We're we're all for that. We're okay. Correct us, please. Please. Yeah, you want to want to write in and tell Please. me about how uh, I'm a sheep for taking a vaccine? <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> See if I care. I, I don't care. I am too. Come on, let's okay. fight. No, okay. <laughs> let's not fight about that. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah, let's not do that. Let's, let's keep not it do civil. That. Um, Come on, people. Right. Uh, and then send emails. But if you're going to send any kind of spoilers, just make sure you yeah. mark it with spoiler or LB leaky for leaky bucket. bucket to kickstreampod at gmail.com and check out show notes for this and every episode at kickingstreaming.com. Great. All right. Another episode of the books. Yeah. So we'll see you all next week. Take care. Bye. Oh, wait. Wait. <gasps> oh, Don't man, forget, we almost blew Pat. it. That's streaming. Streaming is, is always always better, better with, with friends. friends. <laughs> it went full demon at the end. <laughs> Scary. Grr, <laughs> See you next week. Bye.